But look at this guy. What are you, are you crazy? What are you doing? Hey! Hey! You're stealing my space! George, wait, you don't know who this guy is. People kill for a parking space in this city. No, no, no. He's not getting away. No, with this. George! Hey, what are you doing? I think I'm parking my car. You can't do that. You can't just sneak in from the back like that. I'm not sneaking. I, I didn't even know you were parking. You were just sitting there three spaces up. Well, if you didn't think I was parking, why did you put it in head first? Well, that's the way I park!
right down to it, Bopper. Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. Chris Stanley, Eastside Dave. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's the number if you want to get in on... Ichiban, of course, is the big story. The one everybody's talking about. Here's uh, James from Maryland. James, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey. I got. I had to see a rerun of Malcolm in the Middle the other night, and there was a guy that works at the pharmacy. I don't know if his name is Craig or something like that. Mm-hmm. He works with Malcolm's mother. Anyway, he's fed to a T. He's gay. He's got a couple of cats. He doesn't know anything about anything, and he has a secret. Right. Hey, Fuzz, was that patterned after you? All right, hold on. I want to see if that could be today's... <laughs> I'm wondering if today's Ichiban is an old Malcolm in the Middle episode of a guy who reminds you of Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Eastside Dave, in your opinion, what is the Ichiban of the day? Paul McCartney rocking hard, bringing New York up up on its ass. Oh, is that why we opened with the Paul McCartney this morning? I don't know what happened there. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We haven't talked to him in a while. Here's the Brooklyn Ace. Hey, Ace. What's going on, boys? Hey. Uh, the oldest new mom leaves behind orphan twins, 69 years old. She had two. She had twin boys three years ago. And she died. I like to think of her as 69 years young. So uh, she was the world's oldest ma at uh, 66 years old. She uh, held that title for three uh, years. And now she uh, left behind orphan twins, um, Blanket and Paris. Blanket and Paris. Well, the latest of that story that won't go away. Uh, Blanket and Paris. Uh, said they want to uh, live with Aunt Janet. Yeah, I think Aunt Janet may be the one sane person in the family, and the children are seeming to pick up on it. All right, if you're one sane person in, in the family is the one who had some kind of a buzzsaw on her nipple at the fucking um, uh, Super Bowl, that is a wacky family. You Look, I'm going to talk directly to the kids now because I know they live. Listen, Paris, uh, Blanket, and of course Prince, you're going to live with Joe Jackson, and you're going to dance like he tells you to dance, and he's, you're going to sing like he tells you to sing, and then in a few years, all of you will be able to do stuff with your skin. Just listen to me, and it's all going to uh, work out. Uh, Jeff in Rochester, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I believe uh, Davy Boy has to say a little stuff on the air tonight because uh, I didn't see Ringo Starr on those drums yesterday. Ringo Starr was not on the drums uh, yesterday when um, Paul McCartney did uh, the Letterman sign, which I don't know if Paul thought that that was cool or almost took it as an insult. Because the way he looked on the sign was like, 
Uh, no, nah, everybody else gets to play inside. And I'm standing on top of a sign. Uh, do you remember what you were supposed to say? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Sir Paul McCartney, you are an ill-begotten son of a bitch. Yeah, it's really true. God damn it. And I thought you were a big fan. <laughs> I was. Now, I always tease you about your Paul McCartney obsession, uh, but we all ran down the street yesterday and watched uh, Paul uh, playing on top of a pizza sign. For uh, well, he did the two songs that you saw on Letterman last night, and added another how many? About five, Dave. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did seven songs in total. All right, so that would have been an extra five. Thank exactly. You. Uh, as we try to work out math, <laughs> Eastside Dave style. But I, I, I watched his interview last night. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I watched the whole thing. I thought he came off sounding uh, quite good. I thought he was quicker than Letterman at a couple parts. Remember when he pointed out that Letterman was... First of all, that's nothing to brag about anymore. (laughs) And last night, I swear to God, I said, where's the Viagra joke uh, with Letterman in the opening? And it followed seconds later. He's doing... It was so hot and bright in New York. Look at this picture of the Statue of Liberty. I literally... I literally was cringing through that. Um, but Paul McCartney came off as uh, kind of a fun, witty, good guy. He almost seemed uh, Beatlesque. I thought, that. yeah, I thought he was hysterical, in fact. Now, and- I understand with the two city field uh, sellouts that the second one, uh, scalpers bought the hell out of those tickets and now can't unload them fast enough. So not only are they not going to make money, but if you want to go to the second show, at New Shea Stadium, you can get bargains. Oh, sweet. Then I'm there. Try it out. StubHub, the son of a bitch. I will. I will definitely. Have you ever seen him do a full concert? Yeah, I've seen them twice, uh, both times at MSG. You're going to see the same show. Same exact show. I don't know. I can't get enough of that little rainbow piano that he plays. I love that man so And his, his live shows are fantastic because he gives the fans what you want. He's like well, Hulk he has Hogan. a million hits. It's hard not to give the fans what they want. But he's like the Hulkster, you but, know? You know I, I, again, I do... Yeah, he is like the Hulkster of, of pop. I do tease you about him, but I can't imagine too many 70-year-old men climbing up on a fucking sign and having that many people show up. No, it was, it was absolutely... And even if you saw the Letterman show, how like, okay, there was like 100 people and 500 people, they kept showing the shot. And by the end of it, it was just... A massive sea of people. Yeah, and it was great. And I saw my. Did you? I, I saw myself on uh, on Letterman. No, I didn't see you. On that, it was it was great. Yeah, I I, I even took a twit picker uh, a twit pick of it. I tried to go to your uh, Twitter, but this fucking so called uh, computer here, uh, Mars has decided to pour Polly's uh, maple syrup into it. <laughs> so best. it's it's just it's nothingness. One of the bizarre things about playing out on the roof is I didn't realize till I watched it on Letterman. There's no real entrance to that marquee. They basically made him climb out a window. That's like how everybody's done it before. That's supposedly uh, the kind of college frat boy feeling of it. Because um, I, I, they've done it a couple of times. Fish did it, and somebody. Oh, Chris Cornell did it one night when he was with uh, Audio Slave. Um, which those it was kind of cool, but this was actually the Beatle back at the Ed Sullivan Theater. 
Yeah, and and he did an ode to the rooftop concert. The last song they play in the rooftop, famous rooftop concert. Well, was- I mean, he played. You know, he actually did rock and roll, which, as much as he does rock and roll, but I was, uh, you know, he's seventy. It's kind of fucking interesting. It's amazing that people seventy. You know, still want to fucking play uh, Helder Skelter. It's odd. Because normally you would think of somebody that is 70 to say, I don't even want to uh, hear uh, Helter Skelter, let alone be able to play it. Uh, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here is uh, Rick and Rockland. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I got tickets for Friday night at City Field, but the question is, a big concert guy, a big music guy like yourself is, is it more important to see the opening night of a, show, of a tour or the closing night? Because I saw Springsteen at, at, in, in 03, closed Shea Stadium, uh, and that was a pretty good show. I've never seen an opening night of a tour, but I want to know what you think. You know, I, I, to me, it's now you're trying to turn a rock show into fucking Broadway. It, I got to go back to uh, the dead and say every fucking show is the show that you're going to. Let's not make a big deal out of it. Like, uh, we're all just sitting around. I'm joking because he's not. So I just want you to see that. Uh, but, you know, it's not a Broadway show where you should care what night you're going. Now, yes, you would rather see a show uh, in New York or L.A. because somebody may walk out. That's the only fucking good thing about it. Other than that, you're probably, most of the time with shows these days, you're going to see the same exact set list no matter what. Especially with classic rock acts. You're going to see virtually the same set minus a couple songs. The closing night might have some sort of And we've special. talked about this before. It's only the classic rock acts that can sell out the really big places. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm at, I mean, as popular as, like, say, the White Stripes are, I don't think Jack White could have pulled that crowd last night. I don't think Jack White can sell at the bottom line. I think that's where he is right now. That's the bottom line. <laughs> that's the bottom <laughs> line. Woo! Uh, here is uh, Keith. Keith in San Francisco. Hey, how are you guys this morning? Good. Hey, I got, I got a question for you. When, uh, when Paul McCartney eventually leaves this earth, do you think they're going to have as much fanfare for uh, him as they had with Michael Jackson? Well, yeah. Always have to remember it's a matter of timing. Sure. Um, so you can never really tell. Now, we talked about this before. There's only been three kind of uh, rock explosions that kind of changed everything. Elvis was the first one. The Beatles were the second. Uh, Michael Jackson was the third and last. So that's one of the reasons why. And, of course, John Lennon's um, death, gigantic. Elvis's death. Gigantic, and now Michael Jackson's uh, death uh, is uh, gigantic. I wonder if, let's say, Mick would do that. Unfortunately, I don't think people are going to react that much to Keith because I think a lot of people are going to say, "I thought Keith was already dead," and then do a zombie joke. Well, Eight- you're not going to have the stuff to the side stories like who gets Paul McCartney's kids, who gets uh, custody of Stella. There's just not going to be that extra stuff. Well, to go around the death and the funeral. But that's, this is the first one. No one ever did that with Lisa Marie or Sean Lennon. So you just can't take Michael Jackson as being the norm. Right. You know, it's really about... The the reason why they end up being so curious about this stuff 
is that they haven't completely let go yet. Uh, here's uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Dan in Miami. Dan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Morning, boys. I got a uh, sports Ichiban for you. What do you got for me, my friend? Uh, the Bennett brothers that play in the uh, NFL. Uh, Marcellus with the Cowboys. And I forget his brother's name with the uh, San Diego Chargers. Put a, a nice little video on YouTube called the uh, Black Olympics, where they race each other in eating fried chicken, drinking Kool-Aid, and scarfing down watermelon. Now, I imagine this is already off YouTube. Uh, nope, still up. On last night, on this morning. All right, now I wonder why my phone guys haven't alerted Dave and that's already up and ready to go. What I want you guys to start doing is having production meetings mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what are some things uh, that, that people could do for the show. Uh, here is Emily in Nova Scotia. Hey, Ron. Mm -hmm. got to, I hate to break it to you, but uh, New York isn't the first stop for the Paul McCartney tour. It was in Halifax last Saturday, 50,000 people. Well, we're talking about the first in the civilized world. But, Emily, that's not what he said. And I don't know why the Canadians always get their nose cut short. He just said, what happens to be bigger, the first or the last? And he was asking hypothetical, and he even brought up Springsteen. But you're there in Nova Scotia, and you feel yeah. like for whatever reason, the shadow of the U.S. is going over you, and you want to, we don't mean it. We're not trying to be such a big, powerful country. It just happened that way. This is our Aww. time in the sun. You don't have to be like Scotland living next to England and get your feelings all hurt and keep that going on forever. Be happy you live in uh, Nova Scotia. Remember, you're where the Titanic survivors were dropped off. They got blankets, and then they made it back to civilization. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. All right, what exactly are we looking at here, Dave? Uh, yeah, the two brothers, the, Marcel, uh, the Bennett brothers, and they're doing some sort of Black Olympics. My big brother right here. Um, so, Seahawks? Yeah, so, with the Seahawks. This right here is the Black Olympics. Let's see who can eat the chicken the fastest. Ready? Alright. So, here they are. See who can eat the chicken the fastest. How many hits does this YouTube have right now? 60,784. Mm. So, they're uh, figuring the league is going to get mad at this? Well... <laughs> Swallow. Before you're that. bragging about who ate it faster, I swallow. Think, I think Michael Bennett won that one. I don't want to see nothing on that ball. I know he's saying something. I don't know what it is, though. Swallow, on, please. He disqualified for saying he won. He's disqualified. They're a competitive family. Now, Fez, you seem to be the leader right now in political correctness. Is this politically incorrect? I would say yes, it is. And what is incorrect? That it's perpetuating black stereotypes that only black people eat these things. Um, did they say that? No. Um, would you think it was a stereotype? If the Margera family, if Phil and Don Vito Margera were eating pasta real fast, would you think that that was a slant against Italian people? Um, no, no, but I don't. But I don't know if that's you know an so, Italian stereotype, is it? Yes, no one that ever thinks Italians eat spaghetti. You're right. I fucked that one up. 
Um, here is now. What what is next? Well, I saw a watermelon for the yeah. second event. There's a huge watermelon there, and then there's also yeah. Kool Aid. Here's the, here's the watermelon event. Mm -hmm. And they're about to eat the watermelon. See, I really needed. Uh, we are going to have uh, the black friends of the Run and Fair show, Franklin and Earl, come in today. This would have been perfect to save for them. Go. There they are eating. And it looks like their mom is in the background, not even paying attention to them. <laughs> so the whole family's gathered around. Oh, yeah. Well, Let me tell you, the kids I've got three guys on my staff that could out eat them in chicken and watermelon today. This would fucking be over. I'll, I'll put on a blindfold, throw my, a dart at any of my guys, and they dominate these two brothers. Who y'all think won? You be a judge. You just rise and say who won. Say Black Olympics. Who won, Sharp? He watermelon look a little cleaner. What? <laughs> who won? I guess these guys are from the south. Are you just running in space? Black people, I got to do some technique called chicken slide most. I mean, the watermelon slide most. So I slid the watermelon up. I ate it. Man. <laughs> Now, who do these guys play for? Uh, one plays for the Cowboys, and the other one, I guess they said the Seahawks. Yeah. Now, do you think the the legal have a problem with this, Black Olympics? Yeah, I think they will. Hmm. I think they will. Why? It's such a, it's, you know, it's, it's com competition, just like in the NFL. But why would black people be ashamed of their food? I eat fried chicken, watermelon, enjoy them both. If I had a choice today of a meal, I would be picking it. Why do? Why does every other ethnic group embrace their food and culture and then try to sell it? What is there to be ashamed of? These are fantastic foods. Um, why not like it the way I brought up Italians? And just like you said, no one would be... You didn't even think that, uh, that there was a stereotype that Italians eat spaghetti. Fez didn't even know... That spaghetti is an Italian food. Um, here is uh, Scott. Scott and PA. Hey, yeah. Uh, back to something you were talking about before. You said the Elvis, the Beatles, and the Michael Jackson changed rock and roll. I know they're not like a legendary band, but don't you think Nirvana kind of changed I, I, rock and roll? First of all, you need, you need to... Uh, I did not say they changed rock and roll. Pop. And that's the pop culture and pop music. Lot, oh, okay. It's a lot bigger uh, because... It has to do with a lot more than just the music. So, yeah, you could sit around and even say, I don't know, Black Sabbath or somebody mm -hmm. changed rock and roll. But that's not the same impact on a society as a, a whole. And that's why somebody like Britney Spears is a bigger star than, like, you brought up Jack White. You know what I mean? No, yeah. no one would ever say she's more talented, but she's definitely a bigger star. Right. Where she goes to... Um, you know, goes to party and what score kids do. That makes the fucking news. People don't even know if Jack White has a family. No one knows shit about him. <laughs> he could walk down the street right now and a couple of his fans would run up. Uh, which, in my opinion, is a better way to live your life. Uh, Dan, Dan, you're on Manifest. Yeah, uh, Ronnie, I was think I was getting the feeling that uh, Dylan's going to die here pretty soon. I was wondering how you thought the media was going to spin that one. That'll be gigantic, um, particularly in this room. Dave and I won't be able to get off the floor if mm -hmm. anything happens to Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. That will that will be someone should just kick me in the anus rather than having Bob Dylan die because honest, I'll do that. 
Well, not now or anything. I just meant, you know. You think that if I kick you in the anus after he dies, it'll bring him back? Well, no, but it would actually help me deal with the pain. But Dylan, why would you, someone assume he's going to die soon? He just put out a new album, and it's, once again, terrific. Uh, and he's never come off the road. I mean, if anybody has been <laughs> really? out there still playing their music for a long, long time, he's still on the road. He's in good shape. Yeah. I mean, I know his voice, but, but he's people... older, is what he's saying. Well, like, yeah. when somebody had 70. Well, he's probably pretty much the same age as, uh, I mean, as Paul. Yeah, but, I mean, they're all older now. Yeah. All those guys. I mean, even Mick Jagger, Pete Townsend. We have a lot of guys that are on the old side, the classic rockers. Well, just that, to... That's really funny because you still have, like, younger classic rockers. <laughs> like, I guess you would say David Lee Roth is on the young side of classic rock. You know? Right. Steve Perry. <laughs> yeah. A young classic <laughs> rocker. You know, but it's almost like the Kiwanis Club. Now. Well, you brought up Chris Cornell. I think I all, all those uh, Seattle people are young classic rock. Wow! I, wait, hold on. You're saying you're talking about the Seattle sound now? I don't as classic rock. I don't hear any uh, Seattle songs on, like you know, a mod, like I'll, I'll hear more on the classic rock station. It's serious or whatnot. I hear more uh, of Jeremy's so per- on the classic rock. Pearl Jam, classic rock band. Yeah. And it took, like, what, 15 years to become classic? Um, well, that was 91, so yeah, I mean, it's... Well, uh, when do you think classic rock started? Uh, classic rock, I would say, uh, probably started in the 70s. Classic rock radio, you mean? No, classic rock radio it started in the 80s. So you don't see the 60s guys as classic rockers? Um, no, I think they've moved on into oldies. No. Oldies is still 50s music. Oldies, if you have an oldie station, you don't play classic rock. You play oldies pop. Maybe You have to early. think of an oldie station as a pop station. Right. It's like a Z100 for older people. And maybe early 60s. Like, I hear some Beatles on oldies, but then the late Beatles, Abbey Road, you know, Let It Be, will be on classic rock. Uh, Larry and PA. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I've seen uh, Dylan Tuesday night up in uh, Allentown, and the guy, he sounded great. I mean, you you wouldn't realize he's that old, man. He sounds just like off the albums. But he didn't play any hits. He, he only played the new stuff. and That's good. It was kind of lame. Uh, Bob Dylan will always find a way to disappoint. Um, <laughs> what Dave said uh, about Paul McCartney is he's going to make sure he takes care of the audience. <laughs> Bob Dylan is never 100% sure what the audience wants or cares about. Um, he won't talk to you. You're not going to get an old stuff. Not even like, he is an old one I really like. You just don't get it in any of that kind of stuff. No, he, I saw him at Bonnaroo in 2006, and he didn't even play his guitar. He played a keyboard mm. and did 50s Chuck Berry songs. He wasn't even playing Dylan songs. And I almost felt like he did that because he felt like, well, it's such a gigantic crowd, 100,000 people, I have to do up-tempo songs. He cleared out half of Bonnaroo. 50,000 people fucking walked out. If they had stayed, then he played his encore. It's all over now, Baby Blue, and the best version of Like a Rolling Stone I'd ever heard. So it's like he will put you through hell in order to to to, to But you never you. know what you're going to get. True. You see, I mean, th- those 50,000 people... We're right to go get a hot dog because <laughs> uh, the chances are he could have came out later uh, and did nothing. Right. Just stood there for five minutes. Yeah, it was so weird. But it was um, the, the the encore was one of the best things I ever saw. Uh, here's uh, Eddie in Texas. Eddie, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ron A. says, greetings from El Paso, Texas. Pedro Martinez has joined the pitching rotation for the Major League Baseball champion, Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Uh, how much has he got left there, Dave? He might have enough to help the Phillies this year, but that's it. And he's, he's getting one year, one million dollars. It's a good deal, I guess, for the Phillies. What do they have? they don't have their pitching struggled this year. A, a million dollars is nothing in baseball. Nothing. That's basically bats. Right. And pa- that's a bag of balls right now. Yeah. And Pedro doesn't want to go out, I guess, via injury. He wants to have that kind of, you know, I'm walking out on my own terms. And it's really hard not to believe that the guy might not have, you know, a run left in him. Right. You know what I mean? You know what would be great the, is if he sticks, sticks it to the Mets, too. Well, that, gets, that's another thing that psychologically that gets to the Mets a little bit. Right. And he, he basically blamed the Mets for an early retirement. He said, they forced me to pitch uh, hurt. Mm. So now there's, if, not, if the Mets Phillies don't have enough do you, bad blood. Do you like to meet the Mets? I don't like to meet the Mets or greet the Mets. I th- I saw a clip from, uh, or just a shot of Pedro's uh, press conference yesterday. You would think when someone's joining the team, they could get a cap that would fit him. It looked like they put him in a giant Charlie Brown cap. He was a pinhead. Just the tiniest <laughs> little bullet head. Um, Dave, uh, I had a neighbor who wants to get some of your special delivery uh, shirts. Oh, really? Big, big fan, yeah. Okay. How do you get this? Go to CafePress.com. CafePress.com is where it's happening? I believe. Slash okay. Sam and Dave. Oh, my God. Is everything okay? No, no. It's not, oh, yeah, when it's I not heard a, the slash, a knife I wound. S- yeah. I got scared. But uh, So go to that, do, do that and go to uh, Sam. Yeah. Go who's, to Sam and who's Dave. Who's this neighbor? Is this Augie? Um, no, it's not Augie. Damn it. I just have a neighbor who came up, said they're listening, and said that you said you had shirts yeah. and wanted to get a couple. Yeah, we plug. I, I plug the shirts. I didn't yeah. know that. It's a side business that I'm running to <laughs> Sam's d- dismay because he doesn't see a nickel. Well, this is what uh, Fez hates when a celebrity goes into the fashion game. <laughs> uh, just drives him nuts. Because I guarantee you, Eastside Dave didn't design these himself. But he's taking no, credit like he well, did. his face is on it. Coke Logic and design the... It's just little cartoons. Coke Logic designs everything for everyone. <laughs> he's an amazing artist. How come Coke Logic never comes up as Mr. 202 listener? <laughs> that never happens. By the way, have we booked Mikey Boy to sit in one day? Oh, yeah. I texted him. I texted him. By the way, I hate that term, texted. Okay, I... I did text him. <laughs> Why can't Yonder. we just say I text him? Because it's that, because like you text someone, you texted Mikey. Past I can't tense. stand it though. Texted. It just drives me nuts. It's like it needs the D sound, but not like the full thing. Well, get, well give me the example. Like texted sounds awful. Yes. But, but it sounds like, but text did. Like if. Uh, how do you want to do it? Texted. To make it still sound past tense. All right. So what did you do, uh, Dave? I texted. Yeah. Mikey boy. Did you hear back from him? Not yet. He's very busy. This is another question I had. Um, The Daily Leader, the calls have been coming in. He and Fez have been... (laughs) If we're going to be honest here, he's been topping you quite a bit, Fez. Should we have the Daily Leader sit in one day? (laughs) And let's see what he's like with a mic. That would be awesome. I I think we should. I'm starting to feel like he's shown over the years that he can be very, very strong. Uh, Lately, he's not even doing his... His, you know, oh, I got a joke and now I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's stopped doing the the slash and burn. And by the way, he's fine. I brought up slash. Right. I don't want no. a cafe <laughs> press thing 
uh, to go about it. Now, these uh, shirts I'm getting. Correct. They're free. You'll pay for them, and then I hand them to my neighbor? Sure. If it's for Ron Bangton, yeah. I'll do that. Great. I, I need 100. All you, right, come on then. now. What kind of neighbor is this? <laughs> He's still going to sell the shirts. It's Johnny K plus 98. <laughs> That's who I'm giving it to. Why you got to make a big deal out of it? Um, here's uh, Nick. Nick in Tennessee. Good afternoon, boys. Hello, sir. Dave, this isn't rocket science. All you have to say is, I sent him a text. Got it? I, okay. I sented him a text. Mm -hmm. How did that go? <laughs> it should be sent in a text. I, I sent him a text. Better. And he responded. In... No, he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't respond he didn't, at all. He didn't respond. I misspoke there. Uh, the text thing, let's face it, people aren't responding. Uh, you had the same problem with Tommy Z, uh, the queen of the cougars. I need people <laughs> to actually, all my staff... They should come up at the non-existent production meetings. Correct. To pick up the phone, make a call. That's what we did. Oh, really? I think. I heard that you texted. <laughs> or you sent oh, it. I'm still picking up the and phone. And texted. Uh, Smith in Minnesota, if that is indeed your real name. It is indeed my real name. Uh, <laughs> construction strike called off in South Africa that would have delayed the World Cup or forced it to be moved. And I got a radio psychic, mm -hmm. John Terry, to leave Chelsea to go to Manchester City. See ya. All right. If this show was in Britain, we would be having gigantic breaking news right now. <laughs> and people would be texted in all their friends <laughs> as we speak. Where are those shirts? Did they come in yet? Not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm texted mm, someone. Who? Uh, my wife knows usually how to go about this T-shirt business. How do you get a hundred? Ordering them? <laughs> hundred? It's simply too many. Uh, uh, look who it is. It's the Daily Leader. Hello, Leader. Oh boy. Hey, what's going on? I know I don't dictate policy around there, but I'd love to come in. Sure. What did he say? He said he knows he doesn't dictate policy around here, and I said that is for sure. I'd love to go I'd love to go in there and shut down Fez in person. It'd be great. Now it would be very interesting to have him sit in because yes, he's a little bit of burr in Fez's saddle, but at the same time he's been getting off some very funny jokes. Say what well, I mean, what's he gonna do when he gets in here? Start polls? Just no, start just, doing I'll his little poll bit from Ronfez.net that achieves nothing. I really don't see what he'd end up doing in here. Well he would sit in like the rest of us. And as topics come up, he would throw in some remarks, some opinions. I have opinions on a lot more things than gay issues and, you know, discrimination. Now, I know I've sat next <laughs> to you. Oh, Did you get that, Fez? Yes, I got it. I well, chose to ignore it. Well, instead of doing that, let's have a show. What he's saying is, you're only coming alive doing two, two points of the show now. Well, I'm coming alive. I, I have things that I am passionate about. Should I start growing a beard so I could beat Fez there, too? Oh! You could try to grow a beard, but, I, hey, I don't think you could even start one. Where's the percentages on the beard contest right now, Dave? Who wants to see Battle of the Beards? 84% mm -hmm. say no thanks. All right, Fez, we're having trouble in our numbers. 84. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, I mean... This is crushing. <laughs> this, this is the beginning of the competition is what this is. I mean, right now... Oh, 
I got like a... He just did a yawn. Oh, he must have been listening to himself on a replay. So, huh? so oh. I mean, this is the beginning the, of... Hold on, what did he mean? Dave? It's like a time travel joke. Get it. So, uh, this is the beginning of the Battle of the Beards competition. Or the it's, end. It's three days in. It's like preseason football. you got to get through it to start to get to the good stuff. I don't think 84% of the people would say they don't want a football season <laughs> because of the boring pregames. That's like yeah, the, that poll, that poll I started was so great it, it brought sleeves back with a full length song. Come on, I know sleeves is really back into the show and it's great. I hope he does three more songs today. Eight One four. about him being back, oh, no. two about he's still back, <laughs> and then the third one was I'm really starting to think about leaving again. <laughs> Well, uh, leader, we're going to work something out. I'm going to have Dave texted you, and we'll figure out a day that you can sit in with us. Stay and hold. Uh, All right. I can't wait to wait for the texted. Right. Now, that day, Fez, should you stay home and make calls? <laughs> no, I will be here. I will be in the studio. And what will happen is the same thing that happens to the leader whenever I've sat next to him at a bar. He gets very whiny and wants to make sure that I really like him and that I'm his friend and... You know, the tears and a little begging start. You feel like you physically intimidate him? Oh, totally. Absolutely. I think Fez should sit home with his rotary phone and make calls. Oh! <laughs> yes, because you wouldn't want me in here with you. You're physically intimidated. He heard him say that on a replay. Uh, he said that twice already. Yeah, I know. And the first time I said it. <laughs> All right, later. Talk to you later, brother. All right, talk Bye to you. Peace. Maybe he can come in on Mikey Boy Day. Okay. Let's start and, you know, text it. Let's get the text flying. All right. Uh, here is uh, Matt in Florida. Matt. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Got an Ichiban for you. Well, I'd like but to hear one. Ichiban. Ichiban. Uh, but before I do that, I'd like to congratulate Chris Stanley on his trifecta Beanie Cup win yesterday. Yeah, it was a really big day for Chris Stanley. How many you got all together, Chris? Oh, 18, something like that. What? No, you don't have 18. You no. fuck, You know Ronnie? what? I should start and take some Absolutely. off for not caring. Absolutely. fucking will penalize that shit. Well, I got three yesterday. I think I was around... Tw right, 15, because I was at 12. Oh, shit. No I swear to God. Way. I swear Bullshit. to God. Yeah, I was up there. That, I was come up on, there. Mr. B. This is a five no. B cup penalty. First of all, he lied to protect you. I am and a liar. Second of all, this lie is going down. Not a lie. What's, what's with him lying? What's the latest texted? Um, I got a text that's a texted that said that the T-shirt link was taken down because it was deemed inappropriate. It's a redhead. This is more uh, redhead hey. bigotry. Dude. I'll fucking pay for the shirt. Is that what this is about? No, no, no. Sir, um, hey, look at me. I'll pay for the shirt, you cheap bastard. No, the second text did, did came in said, I got the link back up to work. Oh, I don't want it anymore. No, come on. I don't want the shirt. You're getting it. What was inappropriate? Oh, I, you guys were blowing each other on the t-shirt? <laughs> no, I, there's nothing inappropriate. I mean, maybe there's some licensing issues because I believe he had a little Star Wars figure next to my head. And maybe we're not allowed to do that. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I shouldn't have even said that on the air. <laughs> Probably not. All right. Uh, what could uh, we do for you now, Pat, in Florida? Yeah, my Ichiban, Jeremy Mayfield, NASCAR driver, test positive for meth again. Tested. Um, well, here's the thing. If you're going to be in a race car, shouldn't you be doing speed? You should do whatever you want if you're a professional driver. Yeah. 
These guys are going 200 miles an hour. They're already speeding, for right. Christ's sakes. But here's the deal. You really want him chopping off some fucking crank yeah. and while he's in the car? <laughs> he's trying to fucking drive, using his thigh. He's got his wallet out. He's fucking doing crank bumps at fucking 200 miles an hour. Well, this actually comes after he was caught doing, he tested positive for doing speed. I am looking at the special delivery. This is probably what, uh, you got Han Solo on it. You've got the WWF uh, championship belt. Yeah. And then it says, uh, your, your dumb heads are there. Right. And it says, special delivery. No blacks, no Puerto Ricans, no, wait a second. just white men. Okay, I don't. Okay, that's so slogan. that could be deemed inoffensive. Right, uh, offensive. You got oh, a lot of problems with that shirt. Oh, by the way, it also says this: "I'll break a nun's cherry." All right, which is, you know, I'm going to say something uh, as a Catholic. Yeah, that's a little offensive. I know. I am a Catholic too. I don't think it says that on the T-shirt. I lived across the street from nuns. I would never break any of their cherries. You've never broken a cherry. You oh, yeah, like I did. Your own? <laughs> yeah. Just because your dick is bleeding doesn't mean that your cherry broke, you fucking sensitive prick. I broke By the one way, cherry. Hysterical shirt today. Thanks, Save Ron. water, drink beer. Yeah. It's like, you know, let's get drunk. <laughs> You're the guy you with the funny green? shirts. Uh, Bud Selig said he's examining Pete Rose's application for reinstatement, saying it's still... Under review. Showboat and Pete, does he get back in the game, Dave? I think he's going to get back. I know that sounds surprising. I think Selig needs some kind of weird PR because he's his numbers, his approval ratings like the president are dropping. Are they as bad as 84% against, like with Fez? <laughs> I don't think they're that bad. But, uh, but you know, I you think... You know, Hitler has higher approval ratings. <laughs> and I just think... Yeah, his beard contest. He needs to pull a stunt. And this is a perfect stunt for him to pull. So I think I think P. Rose has a shot as long as Steelig is commissioner. Uh, but I also think that Pete is too far away from the game to ever go back and skipper. I just can't imagine. No, he's not going to get a job. Somebody, some team. Uh, again, maybe it would be just you know a joke position uh, for hype like the Nationals. We've got Pete Rose yeah. starting in September. I mean, Reggie Jackson has a consulting position for the Yankees, and basically he just comes down to spring training, gets in the uniform, and talks shit. But Pete was the real deal. I mean, Pete was a player coach. No, I know. He was a great manager. And, yeah, he was a, a, a good manager. Good manager. And, but I'm saying right now, I'm sure that they would at least give him some scouting job or something. But the key is you have to be in baseball to be in the Hall of Fame. That's all he cares about. See, I, I don't know. It isn't. If it was just the Hall of Fame, he could have made that deal. He wants to be in baseball, period. Well, He wants to be on the field again. He's brought that up many, many times. He doesn't give a shit about the Hall. I think he does, though. I think that he just says that because he wants the, to start a you know, Hall of Famer Pete Rose. Is gonna he, be here here's today. the two things Pete Rose doesn't care about. The Hall of Fame or a decent haircut. <laughs> Neither one of them bothers him. <laughs> Uh, Bryce in North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, a um, couple things. That Jeremy Mayfield, I think the second test just confirmed the first test. They put in the two samples. But more important than that, is, doesn't the government put our airplane pilots going into battle on speed and we get back and put them on a drug assault? Well, ecstasy. They put them on ecstasy when they're flying. Okay. No way. I'm thinking of astronauts. If I was definitely going up to the fucking space station, I'd have to do acid. Oh, and I'd be doing fucking 25. I'm doing the fucking real shit. 
Not that bullshit you grew up with, Dave. Right. I'm talking about the fucking four-way. The fucking melt the walls. <laughs> the dog has just handed me a telegram acid. <laughs> That's the fucking acid I'm looking for. I, I had some some of those type of experiences. Bullshit. I hallucinate all the time. What were you fucking doing? Microdot? Like a fucking femme? No, they were like little like kites were on them. <laughs> I don't know what they was you called. You had fucking tune acid. <laughs> You're fucking playing around with cartoon acid. <laughs> It was great, though. It was great. Great. You acid. may be thinking of your bedroom sheets. But the weird thing is, I always envisioned myself on acid, like on the moon or something. So if you were an astronaut, you'd probably like envision yourself like on Earth, <laughs> just like doing the dishes. Acid, not <laughs> really mundane. I wonder how many fucking astronauts just go like this anyway. Fuck, I'm in space. This is so weird. <laughs> Can't fucking stand it up here. Because you never hear of an astronaut flipping out and saying, yeah. "I have to come back." You would think there was, or just even just one guy. I gotta fucking come back. I can't stand it being in this little fucking capsule. Mm. I was down at like the NASA museum, and they showed the like original like Mercury things and all. You couldn't fit in there, Dave. It is so tight. Yeah. These guys would be fucking asshole to balls with each other in there, and nobody could move at all. It's like being stuffed into a trash can, right? And then having all the oxygen taken out of that trash can. So instead of being able to get out, like the one thing is, I'm opening this door, that would kill you. I wonder if once you reach the space station, do you would you lose that feeling of, I'm really high up here? After you're, the planet's well, gone. Well, you're no longer high. You're no longer high in the air. Uh -huh. You're above being, where being high is. Right. Cause so you can't fall from space so that... In the same way as, like, you don't feel like you're high above the moon right now. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, you're, you're literally somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. My mind's bending right now. But That's why when you were sleeping, yeah. I'd fucking dose you. So when you woke up, you were fucking tripping. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And then I would go like this. Dude, when you were sleeping, there was some kind of monkey on the outside of the window, <laughs> scratching and trying to get in. <laughs> I guess there's space monkey. I'd completely be like this the whole time you're out there. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, man. What? What? If there's fucking such a thing as space snakes, that would be so weird to me. <laughs> I would be like this to you too, Dave, as soon as you're getting off. Did you ever see Alien? fucking hate yeah. it would you freak out right now if some shit start coming out of your stomach do we have any revolver <laughs> no. get me down from have, here i'm gonna have a gun up there in space <laughs> and the beatles <laughs> calm me down oh is that where you would go revolver yeah. album not me i was eating eat a peach every time <laughs> i need something uh, a little organic i need some of the southern boys okay I'd be like, this. I can see that. Everything's going right. Everything's okay. Fuck. Give me an omen, brothers. Give me an omen, brothers. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. There, the Beals always just always just cheered me up. So when you're on acid, it's yeah, just, but I don't want any kind of I buried Paul going on when I'm fucking tripping. Uh, yeah, you guys, and you have to stay stay away from Revolution Number Nine because once I was I was on I acid. I try to stay away from that when I'm fucking straight. <laughs> It was horrifying. I, I wanted to jump out of the car when my friend, who thought like it was funny. There's a thing over in the park right now where they they do their own uh, number nine, number nine, uh, for 20 minutes under one of the bridges. So you just sit under a bridge and you hear them just running all this fucking trippy sound effects wow. for 20 minutes. So we were sitting in there yesterday just watching like normal people come in and then hear it <laughs> as they're walking under. And only kids and old people would really stop for it. 
Everyone else was just like, I don't hear anything. <laughs> I'm not going crazy. Because it, it feels like a panic attack. Yeah. Oh, When's the God. last time you had a panic attack crawl up on you? Um, it was like, I would say two days ago. Two days ago, where the heart just starts beating and stuff, and it mm-hmm. feels like r- everything is rushing at you, and you're not real steady on your feet. What floor is this? This is the 36th floor. So this couldn't slide over. Well, I would hope not, but when you lean like that, it does look... Oh, man. Sometimes I worry. See, this is what happens when you freak me out about being up this high. I start to get very panicky, dancing around in place, because there feels like there's no safe place to go. Here, just smell this, it'll make you feel better. All right, that's a like that's a magic marker, and it's not going to help things with no, the dizziness. No, what that does is take oxygen out of your brain. I need all the oxygen in my brain. All right, now see the root when you do that, Ron. When you act like the room is moving, it really feels like it's slanting over and it's going to fall to to my right. This is the end. Beautiful friend. It's almost like those Indians that you saw in that accident when you were a kid, Fez, jumped into your soul. And they're still there, freaking out. I don't need anyone freaking out my soul. You're all a bunch of sheep. Alright, see, when you do that, that you make those motions, it's like the room is buckling. Like the whole building just lost. Oh man, you're up against the wall like we're sliding. Now see, like I feel like I have to grab you to keep you from falling. And I said, now you're taking me with you. You're taking me with you. Now, are you alright? No, now, see, you can't fall because the, building, the building's going. And I need to get to you. Oh, quit put, uh, stop putting the magic marker underneath my nose. No, no, it's right on nose. Oh, it went up my nose. All right, now it's like in, the marker is inside my nostril, so I'm still breathing it. All right, I can't get that smell out of there. Fuzzy? Yeah. Yes, Dad. I'm going to hose you. I don't need the bad memories. Ron! Ron, you, you just hit the wall like the whole room had just fallen on its side. Hang on, Jack. Trip. The best part of the trip that I really like. What did he say? Ron and Faye show. Yes, we can. 
It was whispered by slaves and abolitionists as they blazed the trail toward freedom. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. It was sung. It was sung by immigrants as they struck out to the shore of pioneers who pushed westward against the unforgiving wilderness. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. It was the call of workers organized. Women who reached for the ballots. A president who chose the moon as our new frontier. And a king who took us to the mountaintop. And pointed the way to the promised land. Yes, we can. The justice and equality. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. That was Obama's big song before he beat up Prez Hilton. I don't know why Barack Obama beat up Prez Hilton, but uh, I guess he was ter- called the worst word a man can be called. All right, we, uh, we invited Franklin and Earl to come in here at noon today and talk about Obama and uh, how uh, he's been doing so far. Uh, Franklin is here. Hi, guys. And Earl is on CP time, so uh, no Earl. No, He's no Earl. He's on the yet. CPT and uh, hasn't shown up. Has anybody reached him? Uh, we've been calling him uh, No, and texting nothing. By the way, Earl's also put in a job application to be a producer again on, on this uh, radio station. <laughs> And then misses this. Yeah, he misses it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he's not here. No. It's your version of misses like he's a good guy. My version of this is a place of work, and he's not here. He's not here. <laughs> it's odd to me. Uh, how you doing, Franklin? It's been a long I time. I am doing great. Hearing this song is cool. I, I remember listening to my iPod while I took my uh, my ballot. Stole an iPod? No. <laughs> no okay, I, I don't know. I'm trying to no, get the no, full no. thing for the listeners. We're, we're not. So you were listening to your iPod while you did your ballot? Yes, I did. It was actually really cool just to like listen to this song and be able to take... You know, Why don't you come in with a big boom box like Radio King? Because <laughs> it's a post-Obama time, man. There's oh. no time for that stuff anymore. So here we are. Uh, it's post-Obama. Yes. Uh, the country now, 10% unemployment. Mm-hmm. Uh We've given all this uh, money uh, out to different companies and so far hasn't uh, affected the economy at all. Yes. Um, I don't think you could give Obama a pass yet, could you? No, definitely not. But so he's I, definitely failing grade in your opinion? Well, no, he started with a failing system. Mm-hmm. So he's actually bringing us back. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like at least there's actual actions occurring, you know, a plan that's towards a better future. So even though that you're not seeing the economic results right this second, I'm seeing an emotional result everywhere. I, I actually got an uh, email this morning from a friend of mine from Dubai who actually, he's, a, he's an American, and he's walking around with his soccer hat, and he gets, like, thumbs up everywhere, and, like, yeah, Obama cheers to him. Right, again, but we're not talking about a cult of personality. Right, I, right. I'll agree that Obama has a great personality, right. but are we getting results yet? I feel like that's the beginning. You have to... would, would you have given George Bush this much? Let's say McCain yes. would have been here, mm-hmm. and we've had 10% unemployment rates. Would you be giving him the pass? I would give the, anyone coming into this situation the same mm-hmm. pass I would give now. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't give him more approval because he's black. You know, In fact, I'm going to tell you the truth, I'd probably hold him to a higher standard. Yeah. Why? Well, because it's the same 
way I hold any other black person in a higher position. What about Earl? Why, why won't you hold him to a higher standard? I generally he try missed, to. No, you didn't. He missed the start of the show today. Yes, he and did. And you're like, he's a good guy and he misses you. You covered for him. I, yes, it's a habit. I can't help that. So you think Obama doing a great job and the sun's going to come out one day. Mm. Right now we got clouds, but the sun's going to pop through. I think he's doing the job that he could do. I mean, it's probably better than other people would do in this situation, but we're in a bad situation. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of naive to assume that everything was going to turn around. There's a thing months. today, you know what, uh, what, what's going to be taxable on you if you live in New York City? No, I don't know. 57% of your income. If you stand at the top, 57% of your income. Yeah, that's... It's going to be gone. I have a huge problem. Wait, is that state or federal? No, it's everything. As if you're living in New York City, 57%. That's out of control. Because the fact of the matter is that the federal income tax is freaking illegal. It's not even a legal tax. So you, you feel like we have an illegal president. I don't taking, feel like we have an illegal president. Um, away from us. I feel like we got an illegal federal institution. And he's the head of it. And he's the he's right now. The All right, so right now head. he's running. He's just a figurehead. He's a, a figurehead. puppet. That that the Obama's uh, a puppet. The Federal Reserve is not even part of the government. He's the head right. of the government. That's a private institution. It's like saying Obama's the head of Bank of America. Why doesn't he bring this up though? Why doesn't he bring up? Because no one does. I don't even understand. Well, that. you hire you him you hold him to a higher system. When is Obama going to say something? I would hope that he does. But I got to give him the credit that there is a lot of issues right now that are occurring that are have to be dealt with. Mm. So, for example, I mean, I, you know, personally, I would love for him to start getting into, like, the uh, UFO situations what? or environmental situations. Well, uh, hold on. Let me, let's stop there. Mm -hmm. What are the UFO situations? Actually, I heard you guys talking a little while ago about uh, uh, space serpents, and I just saw a video of what supposedly looks like a space serpent. So right now you think oh, Obama's hiding space serpents? Well, I don't even know if he would know yet. I mean, personally, if I just came into the... You think he doesn't know? I mean, honestly, I would assume, I would hope... That he, have, he would have other things to deal with. All right, but I mean, if there are space serpents, yes, I think that's something that the president of the United States should, that should be on the top. Yeah, yeah, and why right. now? Um, <laughs> so uh, you feel like he's a, a puppet figurehead right now I feel that hasn't done anything. I feel but, the positions the, uh, because people puppet. in Dubai uh, give thumbs up that mm -hmm. he's a good president. No, I think because he's, he's the president of up, Dubai. He's uplifted the American people. Mm -hmm. Like there's people who I see who are more politically involved now. There's people who are getting into political conversations I never right, seen let before. Let me let me ask the listeners. Mm -hmm. Are you more uplifted? Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Are you more politically involved? All because of uh, Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. I know personally, I've gotten involved with community groups since the election. Now, one of these groups is going to find. And kill space serpents? No, no, no. <laughs> what else is out there? Um, what else? Is what do I believe personally? Yeah. What else isn't he dealing with UFO stuff? I mean, just tons of things like the fact that we're not legalizing hemp production so that, need, to help the, get uh, the economy. Weed out there. Well, no, this is very different. This uh, legalizing the mar there's yeah, medical people with the mamima situation. Well, no, there's literally uh, medical marijuana. But then there's also the hemp, uh, industrial hemp, right? Which has no effects of getting you high at all. It's just a wonderful product for uh, for textiles and plastics, and can pretty much be replaced for most of our textiles. Why hasn't Obama jumped on this? Be because, like any other, he's, an old, he's because, an old man. Like any other politician, he's his political career is probably funded by the uh, drug so companies. So again, he's bought and paid for. Like anyone and else, and yet you're happy with him. I'm happy with the results that I'm seeing in the people. You in the people. I mean? no. like the people. Fuck you. All right, hold on. Here's uh, 
John in Connecticut, he's got his own uh, opinion. opinion there. Yeah, what is it, John? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, I just wanted to ask Franklin. I'm, I mean, I can't blame anybody for voting him off, voting for him off the bat because of the situation we're in. But anybody that is still supporting the way he is spending money, the way he is grabbing up private businesses under the guise of doing this is going to elevate the entire country, we are slowly seeing the, the public sector become part of the federal government. And you're complaining about taxes. How else is this going to be paid for but through our, our pockets? All right, well, I'll, I'll let Franklin handle that one. Franklin's I'm actually not people. complaining about taxes, actually. I was very so, specific about the federal taxes versus this. And I do, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, I was could. very specific about the state versus federal taxes. State, you know, yes. Federal, federal, no. Yeah. I mean, states, state taxes, there's so an actual for state, law on you're the You're for state rights. Yeah, very much so. Mm. Very much so. Even if those state rights would keep you out of Alabama and yeah, Mississippi? It would, uh, if everybody in Alabama don't want me in, that's not my place. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? All right. So you are one of the, you're a different kind of Democrat. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, <laughs> Bobby in Bobby Town. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? How are we doing? Yeah. E. So I just want to say the reason uh, people are getting into all these political conversations and more involved now is because they're scared out of their fucking minds. Because they know they made the wrong fucking decision by voting this guy in. This universal health care is going to put a lot of... First of all, my wife and my brother's wife both work for insurance companies, and they're scared out of their minds because they're about to lose their fucking jobs. And the insurance and this universal health care, how much money am I going to be paying out of my taxes for this shit? I'll let, I'll let Franklin, he's seen the numbers, he understands. No, that. actually... But here's what I worry about. Mm. If we start having people being bit by, let's say, space serpents... <laughs> Are we prepared? Are we ready? <clears throat> no, we're not. We're, we're not prepared as a nation to what deal else with do you space. Believe in we're not covered. What other no. type of UFOs aren't we hearing about? I definitely believe that. I mean, I've known. I've personally seen three UFOs in my life. Right. So I know I've seen something of unexplainable. One of, and, you one know. of those was at the airport. No. And it landed <laughs> a bunch of businessmen got it. <laughs> <laughs> that one's been identified. And what you've seen are identified flying objects. And they're fine. You wish you had a old help, you know? No. <laughs> I, yes, he would, he would be explaining to me that UFOs are now God's creatures. So, uh, um, here's uh, Leon in North Carolina. Leon, you're on Fez with Franklin uh, speaking Ron, for the Obama doing, administration. Yes. Um, I'm not very uplifted at all by this. I, Have you heard I, the Yes We Can song? Excuse me? Have you listened to the Let Yes We Can song? I'm sorry, I can't understand you. I, I give your opinion, sir. It's just that I, I thought that by halfway through the year, we we might not have seen something, but we haven't even had any good news yet. And it's it's kind of hard to hold on. Uh, to I, I got to agree with them here. Uh, it's not like Obama... And I'll, and I'll I'll give you the benefit that mm. he hasn't been there a long time, mm. but he hasn't shown up with anything. Going, hey, look, I know everyone's hungry, but I found at least some mushrooms. Right, right. We just don't have any good news yet. He ha he has to come in and fix, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like you're walking into the house and it's a mess. Someone got to clean before you invite people over, and he's fixing our position in the world right now, fixing our thoughts of ourselves right now. And that's something that I'm seeing happening. I'm seeing. I, I don't need anybody to fix my thoughts. You don't, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people in this country that do, and that need. Well, it. I'll tell you this: I, I saw Obama commercial today, and he mm -hmm. was telling fathers to spend a little more time with their kids, make sure blah blah blah. I don't need that in a president. 
Right. I don't need a president to tell me how much time to spend with my kids. Right, but you know what? I, I had a lot in, of outside babies. I grew up in a community where I was one of the, and still to this day, I'm probably one of the only people who had both their parents. By community, you mean black community? My community, well, my black, Hispanic, there was white people in my community also, but. But they had parents. The economic community. They were, no, they're still, uh, the white people in that economic community still had the same situation. White trash. Same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, Garbage. it was, it's an economic status now. There's not much of a race thing anymore. You know, it's like, at least in my life it was. So it's like, I definitely feel like there's people who need that little bit mm -hmm. of news. Cause like, I know I wouldn't leave my children if I had children, but there's other people who don't have a problem with that thought. Black people, you mean? More than black people. Cause there's a lot of black people Spanish. who are very, very important for, I mean, think family is incredibly important. Right. Yeah. And how can you protect your family when there's uh, space snakes? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is, um, let's go to uh, John in New Jersey. John. Hey, what's up? I got, I got a question. Um, we're, we're very close to the, the D word, the depression. Why the fuck would we go to Ghana to start more racial, just racial bias towards us white people, I, I don't understand it. Um, I don't get that exactly. If you could explain that more, the racial bias. Well, I think, uh, you know, being a minority, uh, mm. that white people are not. We're in the minority. Mm. And why can't he go to a white country? Why, why can't he go to Sweden? Mm. Britain and white countries. They're not that white to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, really white. Who's white now? To me, just the Edgar and Johnny Winter. There's no one else I really consider there. Here's Steve in Michigan. Steve, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. I feel like um, he kind of ran on the Jan Brady campaign where he promised to do yeah. everyone's homework and shine his shoes and, right. and do everything. And now that he's in, there's nothing. It's just more uh, words. There's no substance. There's no action. It's ridiculous. He's, he's just a puppet for the system. Yeah, and uh, and Franklin's also get, uh, called him a puppet mm -hmm. and uh, you said there's nothing he can do. Well, he's actually, owned and operated by the drug companies. Well, during the, com during the campaign, I remember even saying on the show that I was, like, this is a fear that if he is just a better dressed puppet, uh, he's going to be the best puppet. You honestly think that he's better dressed than George W. Bush? Figuratively, <laughs> you know, he was wearing his jeans awful hot. <laughs> did you uh, did you see the first pitch they threw out? Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that was a girl pitch, right? It was uh, pretty bad. Actually, were you a ball player at all? When you were younger? Were you no, playing baseball? But I could definitely throw a ball better than that. Mm. Yeah. Were you embarrassed for the country? Uh, no, I was more. See, that's where it comes back to again. The like as I don't know about. I, I know you don't feel this because I've heard you talk about this before. You don't ever feel any kind of embarrassment when a white person does something. No. But when I see a prominent black person do anything slightly embarrassing, it doesn't even have to be prominent. When I see a black person, when I see a new crime, and I don't know who the suspect is yet, I pray to myself, please don't be a black person. So when you see that kind of stuff, you get a little embarrassed, you know. Like Let me try to think if uh, white people have ever embarrassed me. Let me think. Einstein, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Any? <laughs> Anything? No. Magellan. <laughs> Not huh. embarrassed. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. No. White people don't uh, yeah. ever embarrass me. Yeah, we've, we've had a little bit of a history that's. I guess Neil Armstrong going to the moon really embarrassed me a little bit. Because <laughs> uh, he only went once. Underachiever. Well, what are you going to do? You all can't be. <clears throat> Here's uh, David, Michigan. David, you're on with Franklin from the Obama Gentlemen. administration. Franklin. Hello, David. 
Hey, uh, I have a concern and a question, I guess. If they're going to look at doing a, uh, I'll call it a socialized uh, insurance and, and medical system, I think the quality goes down. And, and if we get bit by one of those space serpents, how are we going to care for those people properly? Well, without proper research into the space field, we're not going to know if a space serpent bite, serpent bite would be deadly in any way. So we're going to have to do research. You honestly think that there's space snakes? Actually, I don't know what the thing was. But I there saw. is something out there. I saw some elongated, lit up thing. No, I didn't see it with my eyes. I saw it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can well, YouTube it. Must it must be real. Well, you know, it's a video. But I don't know what it was. But it's the, the only way I could describe it would be like a elongated, <laughs> lit up serpent. Um, speaking of YouTube, mm -hmm. your YouTube that blew up so big, Chocolate Rain. Oh, that are one. You, yes. uh, are you ever going to do a follow-up? Here is um, here's Keith in Delahue, Delawat, Delaware. Keith. Thanks, Ronnie. Um, one of my biggest problems with this administration is he ran on the ticket of transparency, where you know everyone was going to have to be able to, to look at everything that was going to be done, and yet everything so far has been pushed through with. Not even members of Congress have time to look at it, let alone the people of the country to be able to. I'll that. agree. There's a certain amount of like haste and like uh, you have to get this done immediately, immediately. And that's not the transparency is not coming through. The website is not as transparent as it claimed to be. It's, it's a bunch of chicanery. I agree. His stuff is so you agree. I definitely do. So you're 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 saying Obama's a cover up. I feel uh, that he's a puppet. What he's done is an embarrassment, right? What now. he's done is to allow certain members of the population to feel more included into this government blacks yes okay. but i don't feel that that all of a sudden takes the presidency and changes it into like this miracle uh position where all of a sudden the president's going to do amazing things across the board he's still just the president of the united states you know what i mean there's no well he the, ran for it right but the power structure hasn't changed and the way that the congress works hasn't changed it's like you still have to go through the same the same loops to get things done it's just that the goals that he's set are things that I can get behind more. All right, Earl and Franklin here to talk about Obama. We, we were with Earl yesterday. Uh, I just checked his Twitter. His, this is his last Twitter. McCartney, Bruce Willis, Hilfiger, sightings today. Only in NYC. Uh, that uh, happened yesterday and nobody's heard from him since? Uh, no, I mean, well, he just texted Dave. Texted? A, f a little while ago, that well, he we don't use that word anymore. Text, text it. Thank you. <laughs> Just a little D. That he was checking in downstairs. That was what ten minutes ago. Yeah, he texted me that he is he's in the lobby, and I keep calling him, and I went out to the lobby, and I'm I'm going back and forth, back and forth. By lobby, he means his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not in the building, and he's pretending that he is. Unless <laughs> he's in some <laughs> lobby somewhere he's, in Manhattan. He's now twenty minutes late. <gasps> he, he is so Earl Douglas. I, I think he's created some impromptu game of hide and seek <laughs> where I have to. Uh, or oh, he just texted me. I'm here, well, so I'll go. I'll, I'll find him. He said, "I'm here." <laughs> Yeah, embarrassing. You see what I mean? You're embarrassed by Obama. I am so embarrassed. We didn't talk about Obama. We were excited right. about it yesterday. You know, I mean, like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, black people let you down sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody lets me down sometimes. Have you ever been uh, proud of uh, a black person? Yeah, man. Definitely. I mean, we're, we're just now. I've been this last Obama thing. I've never been more proud of than of anyone who wasn't me. <laughs> you know, in my life.
<laughs> that was amazing. Like I've never had such a feeling of like, wow, that's something I remember I did. you were crying when. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was overwhelming actually. Yeah. And that's why Gina left you. No, no, no. Yeah, we're working on that. <laughs> nah, everything's fine with me and Gina. Um, good. Uh, here uh, is uh, let's go over to Gary in Virginia. Gary in Virginia, you're on the Ron Fest show with Franklin, the apologizer. Well, hold on. Uh, one, one second, please. Earl Douglas, uh, come on in. You're 20 minutes late, but I know you rocked the CPT. There's no way that you're going to show up in time. Um, Earl, surprisingly, well, I'll, we've had 20 minutes with Franklin, so we'll pick you up now. Franklin explained to us that he's been embarrassed uh, by uh, the President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. He also said that uh, Obama's been a puppet, a figurehead, and has kept the space serpent thing away from the American public. Where are you on this? Negro, please. What are you talking about? What do you mean about? by Negro? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean when you, when you called him Negro? I mean, well, he's, he is kind of dark, so... Okay. <laughs> So we should call everybody like that Negroes? <laughs> no, I'm just... Is that just for you guys? Just saying it as a point of anger. You ever dropped the whole N-bomber roll? Uh, no, not not all... Well, I can't When's use... When's the last time? Use it in a sentence. Um, uh, I, I screamed at my nephew. He's like, you, he's like, you gotta be a, all the, the time. Same thing. Like, um, I'm just, what was he doing? He was... Just that, spitting it, seeds. Uh, not spitting seeds, but <laughs> <laughs> my uh, yeah. He wear you know he wears the really baggy jeans to where you could see underwear. Yeah, see his underwear hanging out. Yeah, and I'm just like, and I just said it out of just pure anger. Just, just say it the way you did. I, I, I just you got to be the nigger all the time. Mm -hmm. Say it one more time. <laughs> Do you have to be the nigger all the time? Okay. You know you're allowed to say that. Right? All right, now I, I'm, uh, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable saying it. Let's hear you say it. Me nigger. Okay. Yeah. You say it with the a. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't actually. I don't even really say it actually, unless I'm making fun of it. Yeah. This doesn't seem... It's not a big deal to you. No, not at all. I uh, can say it if you'd like. Mm, <laughs> let me tell you something, Whitey. That's the only piece they'll pull. That's the only piece from the show that they'll pull. So, um, Obama's been an embarrassment. He's been a puppet figurehead, and he hasn't had any accomplishments since he's got done I mean, according I, to Franklin. I strongly disagree with all of those statements. I mean, first of all, the guy's only been in office six months, so... Um, yeah, I, I and I agree with you. We're only looking... I mean, for six he's barely gotten his his feet wet as far as... Um, Is that because he can't swim? <laughs> well, I don't know if he can swim or not, but he's barely gotten his feet wet. And he, there's just so many things that have just been piled on top of him. He, he's barely got his own agenda. He's cleaning up the old agenda. Uh -huh. You know, we still got the war in Afghanistan. We still got the war in Pakistan, you know, well, on the Pakistan border. We still got Iraq. We got the economy. So he's got nothing yet. Hey. The things that he wants to do, he just rolled out an education initiative. If so. you had to give him a letter grade, what would you give him? Uh, B minus. Really? Yeah. Does that break your heart that he hasn't done better? Um, I think given the circumstances, B minus. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of high, though, man. What would you give him, Franklin? I would, D? I would give him a D plus, honestly, because he's yeah, starting in an F situation. Right. He's building it up, you know? That's like saying the guy in the class before me was so stupid. My grades. Yeah, I don't, honestly. <laughs> right, jumped at the room. <laughs> it's gonna take a while before you can get a C in my book. You know. Uh, I just thought, it's been I, a while I, since you've gotten any C. Uh, so <laughs> but I, I also think that just the whole tone of the country has 
has changed not only here but around the world. I think a lot of people are a lot more optimistic, even though mm-hmm. things are going well, to crap. Yeah, ten percent of the people are unemployed. I don't think that they're optimistic. And I, but that, I mean, I think that was going to happen regardless. I think we mm-hmm. haven't. I still don't think we haven't seen the full brunt of this recession yet. I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But they put the. What do you think it'll get better once we elect a new president? <laughs> I, I oh, in eight years, yes, I hope so. Now let me let me ask you. If Sarah Palin, let's say, wouldn't you be hard on her right now? Harder than you are on Obama? And just be honest. I would be terrible on Sarah Palin. There's no way I wouldn't be. Now, let's uh, both of you guys do this. Pretend that Earl's uh, nephew just broke something. What would you both be yelling at him? I would say, you have to be the nigga all the time. I usually call, I, I will say nigga nonsense. That's a uh, phrase I use. They use it in a sentence like... Uh, Stop that nigga nonsense. Now, why would that even come up? It wouldn't really. <laughs> if Earl's <laughs> son was around, I mean, nephew well, was around, it might. <laughs> uh, Earl, let's say this. Why were you 20 minutes late today? Um, I, That's I, nigga nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're about to say. Uh, Truthfully, I had the I had the, I had Fez's worst nightmare on the train, which is like you're you're in bet- you're in between stations, you're not moving, and no one's saying anything of what's going on. I don't think that's just Fez's uh, nightmare. That's any human being's nightmare. This underground uh, that you're not moving, and they stop telling you why. Um, but Earl has used the late trains more than any human being I know. <laughs> I left. I actually left early because I know how hard it is to get into the building. So uh-huh. I went. You know what? I'm going to give myself 15, 15 minutes on top of what I usually do to what get. What time did you wake up this morning? Uh, what, nine. Earliest in a long time. Um, when you sleep in the one? No, I usually get up around seven thirty. You get up and walk on, work on your Twitter. <laughs> or why did you block the Twitter so I can't go to it now? I didn't block. You're unrestricted. Uh, I, I did restrict it because I was getting some. Uh, like I guess spam Twitters, I guess. Like, yeah, really... don't worry about that. Let that happen. You need to have that, everybody see you. It was just like it just got completely out of control. I was like, you know what? Let me put a put a, a rain on. Yeah, this. but we've been plugging you, and people want to see what you're up to. Yeah, and people who you know want to follow me, I've yeah, always accepted your nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to join Twitter just so I can see. And uh, by the way, uh, Jay Moore now twittering. The whole world's twittering. Um, here is uh, Wes in Utah, Wes. Hey, uh, how you doing, Ron? Uh, Earl, you you uh, say Barack Obama hasn't had enough time to do anything, but yet uh, he has uh, he has tripled our deficit from what George Bush doubled. He said he wouldn't hire any lobbyists. That's all that he's hired. He said we we're going to get out of Iraq immediately, and then he said it's going to be uh, six months, and then a year. Now we could be there indefinitely. Uh, I'll, I'll let the guys. Is this because he's not pure blood, Earl? No, not, um, <coughs> is that the big problem? Just a little is enough, but I think um, we're out of Iraq. I mean, we're not we're too much. We're, we're we're not. We're pretty much we're we're neck deep we're in Afghanistan. Congratulations, guys. The war is over. The boys are home. I missed all the guys coming home off the yes. planes, greeting their families. Well, they came back on big ships. And they came right into New York, and we were uh, one of them dipped me in in Times Square, gave me a big kiss. Uh, there's a twitter of it right now, and uh, uh, so Earl, you're saying it's been an embarrassment. This is, no, no, uh, no, no, no. It's your worst nightmare come true. Finally, a black guy gets power, and what does he do? Act just like a white guy. For you, is this like the book Animal Farm? 
Oh, it is not like a book animal farm. Not at all. Where <laughs> it's at the big table. <laughs> <laughs> the pigs are wearing pants. You see that, everybody? <laughs> And um, by the way, I hope that I didn't come across as racist. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hey, we're part. black in here. It's okay. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. We can say anything? Yeah, I hope so. I want to show you guys uh, a video right now of uh, some football players. Their names, Fez? Um, it is the Bennett brothers from the NFL. One plays for the Seattle Seahawks, the other for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Marcellus Bennett and his brother. Uh, I want you to uh, check these guys out. If you want... Uh, or you can put this on your Twitter. But here they are. They're doing something that they call Black Olympics. And let me know whether you think this oh, helps the cause. Ready? Set. Go. They're eating chicken wings right now. Speed eating chicken wings. Yes, they got meat on there. I don't want to see nothing on that bone. Come on, 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 come so there they are eating chicken wings. Does this help the cause? Yeah, they missed the memo. They didn't realize. Oh, hold on. <laughs> They're going on the watermelon now. Oh, oh no. perfect. It is an yeah. Olympics. Oh. Guys, does this, this bring you down, Earl? I, I feel three feet tall right now. This is just this, this is a damn disgrace. But that's not you, dude. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? It's not me, but, but you know, how, how many hits does this got? Um, I think we're up to about 60,000. Mm -hmm. so, and all white people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a shame. It's like, they should know better than that. But then on the, on the flip side, you got to wonder yourself. Why should they know better? Well, you would think that they would want it to, to perpetuate this theme. But then What's I think the theme? the theme that the whole watermelon, chicken eating, chucking and jive and all that foolishness, you know. But then the thing is, they might be incredibly smart. The fact that we're sitting on a radio show talking about them. Brilliant. The fact that they know that they're attracting white people's attention. Honestly, yeah. I don't have that kind of... I think it's I have too much pride to let myself do that. And I wish I couldn't. Would yeah. you guys do ever do a, a chicken and watermelon? Dude, I wouldn't even eat chicken or watermelon in public. When I was a vegetarian, I wouldn't even chuck, eat chicken. I wouldn't n never let a white person see me eat a watermelon. Let me ask you this. Because uh, I eat chicken. I'm sure you do. And I eat watermelon. Mm-hmm. How come that's not nonsense? It's not foolishness. Because you didn't have to. You, well, honestly, I'm wrong about my thought process about mm -hmm. wanting to not let anyone watch me that way. And when I was a kid, I was in a watermelon eating contest. Yeah, lots of people were. I wouldn't yeah. even take part in that kind of stuff, which was. Would you, Earl? No, not at all. Why are blacks the only ethnic group that is ashamed of their foods? And by the way, damn good foods. Well, here's I, the thing. I, I have They're not our foods. Food. They're just not our foods. They're American foods. You know what I mean? You guys aren't American? I wouldn't even say it, but they're American foods. They're not black, not American? but they're not black American food. They're not specific to one group. You see what I'm saying? Uh, have you ever been to a soul food restaurant? I've been to a soul food, yeah. And those that culture is definitely the black culture, mm -hmm. and those foods are part of it. Yeah, I, right. I, I would disagree with Frank. You know, I, chicken, collard greens, macaroni and cheese, I'd say you can potato get, salad. You can get chicken and, and lots of different nationality and fried chicken and, and stuff. all the fries you can give me <laughs> I just, Earl, are you embarrassed of this this is a, uh, if the league does not come down hard on these guys i will be shocked because they're they're so image conscious right now 
that this. But what is? Would would you guys be really offended mm. if, let's say, uh, Dean was in a spaghetti eating contest? Would you feel like he's made a fool out of himself? Honestly, if if Italian guys eat because spaghetti. I spoke to Dean about this, I definitely know that I would be because we've been upset about the Italian pizza pizza commercials where it's like, what the hell? What is this? Well, let, let me bring up your your movie mm -hmm. where you had him play an Italian gangster, yeah. very much in a stereotype, very much like that type way, over stereotypical way. Like right. I actually played parodies of. Why the, you do that? Well, I did that make because fun of Italians? no, I make fun of the stereotype, the mm. the stereotype of the gangster. Well, what's wrong with these guys? Maybe they're making fun of the stereotypes. I feel like they are. They're. So you, I think that so they're. You, you like them? They're actually no. Me personally, I have a problem with it, but it comes from my own insecurity. You see where can I'm going I, with that? But but can I say this? Are you playing to a stereotype? If you're afraid of snakes, even in space, <laughs> even in space, he's still thinking a snake is going to bite him. Earl, let me ask you this: uh, when you when you look this stuff over, has Obama done anything for black people? Um, I you think... you gave him ninety eight percent of the vote. Yes, has absolutely. he returned anything to black people? I, I think I think again it. it I think blacks think they never think generation generationally. I can't get the word. I don't know what you're talking about. They th generationally. They they think like right now it has to. If it's not done like tomorrow, it's 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 not soon enough. Mm. These things do take time, and you know the unemployment rate among blacks is higher than I think anyone else in the country. What well, it always that, has been. It, and it has White been. People are looking for work. Though. You know the. Let me break and come back to you. Okay. Yeah. I got a break here. When we come back, we're going to fight the power. Black people talking about Obama and uh, chicken and watermelon eating contest that the NFL, you say, should come down on these guys. They should be suspended. I I would be shocked if they didn't. They is, this totally... worse, is this worse than the Michael Vick dog fighting thing, in your opinion? Uh, it's right up there. They should be suspended from the NFL. Right up there. All right, right up there. These guys uh, 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 killing watermelon. Just as bad as killing dog. We're back talking Obama with black people. It's the Ron Fez Show. Fight the power! 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 We've got to fight the power that beats! Yeah, it's time to fight the power. Let's bring the man down. Uh, Franklin and Earl are here. We're six months in of the Obama campaign. Um, Earl has given Obama C minus. Always. <laughs> and uh, B minus, I'm sorry. B minus. Uh, Franklin, you give him an F. I give him a D plus. D plus. Yeah, I think that the, you, he got in on change, and it's time that we start actually doing that. He's dealing with the stuff, and now mm. he has a staff that's dealing with the bleeding. Let's make the changes. Let's legalize um, medical marijuana. Let's legalize industrial hemp. Let's actually start making green. Now, do you, you realize that he never ran on any of those things, <laughs> so it'd be kind of silly to... Well, he ran on change, on the change of so the people. So you think he's going to change everything like dogs can now drive cars? <laughs> nah, no, no, I mean, no, I mean no, how no, much no. change do you Thank want? Thank God I hate driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like if, if it's the will of the people and there's like, what, 80% of the country, if not more, wants these things to happen, that's yeah, I've what never he heard be. that. 
Yeah, they're just watching this thing on on CNN Maybe all week. Maybe it's eight percent of you, the guys in your neighborhood. No, no, seaweed legal. They had a whole thing on CNN. No, uh, like last week or two weeks ago, Anderson Cooper Cooper had like Anderson it's like Cooper. Eight, Cooper. <laughs> it was like eighty ninety percent of Americans want industrial hemp legalized, and they want medical marijuana legalized. They don't want marijuana legalized. <laughs> but these things will produce income, which will get us out of this problem that we're I, in. I think people are more important, more worried about getting a gig right now. There's so many people out of work. Hey, well, like, what, who's gonna produce these products? Who's gonna this turn the, the hemp into straw? The <laughs> only the only business Franklin knows is when you're lowering the bucket down out of the uh, tenement window. <laughs> They're taking product out and putting cash in. <laughs> Come on, everybody's doing it. Eighty-five, ninety percent are doing it. We got a peepholes now. Um, man. Oh, is that right? You got that big door that no one knows who's on the other side. Yeah. Uh, black's still the toughest minority. I mean, is it still the hardest thing in the country to be a black man? Or Absolutely. I still no. say without question, it's still hard. It's still hard to be what a black man. The, yeah. yeah. What do you think is the roughest minority to be part of? Honestly, I think it would have to be right now either gay or Middle Eastern. You, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're a Middle Eastern gay person, you're in trouble. They both end up with, like you said, shit all over their finger. <laughs> uh, so you think it's easier to be black than it is gay, um, Earl? No, I, uh, being Tougher. black is still black male is still the hardest in the country black male you still you know you what still... <laughs> here should be your black male you should say to white women give me money or i'm telling your dad i date you <laughs> and that could be a new movie we do called blackmail that'd be a great reality show wouldn't it <laughs> but I, I still feel as though you know they still have it hard they still get still get the looks when you walk into a store still get the looks when, if, especially if, if this is true though why are there more blacks in the NBA than there are gays? I think there's <laughs> more blacks in the NBA because they just... Would you want to watch a gay basketball league? Uh, personally, I wouldn't want to watch a, black, a gay basketball league. Disgusting deal? No, it's just... It, but the whole thought of men being with men, it's against everything that you believe in. I got a problem with it. Right. I, you, can, you can do whatever you want, but I personally have a problem with it's it. It's disgusting. Now, for you, Franklin, uh, you have no problem with it. You actually I've prefer that to women. I actually started... <laughs> started being No, gay? no, no, no. I started off having more of a problem because it kind of came out of the same situation where Earl uh, grew up in, where you're taught that that's the worst thing you could possibly be in life. And it still is. And then throughout life, I've started to change my views. When you met cute guys? <laughs> Just started? They haven't changed all the way? No, no, no. They definitely have changed now. I feel like I'm... I mean, I don't know what the level of change would you would be say you're about forty percent? You know? Have you moved over at least forty percent into homosexuality or my belief system? Both. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you haven't changed at all from the way you were taught. Um, it's wrong for a man to be with a man. It was. It was just never. I, I, you know, growing up, it was always like the big disgusting taboo. Thing. It was the yeah. big disgusting thing. It was just never my thing. You know, right. I, I never. Right now, do you think you could sit down and watch gay porn? Uh, no. I do you throw up? I don't get through. It just it does nothing for me. It doesn't stimulate me. It right. doesn't excite me. But could me. you sit through it without being queasy? Uh, no, I couldn't. You know, uh, frankly, could you? I think it would feel like watching ugly people porn. I see. You know what I so mean? So it's still disgusting to you. It's not you're not disgusting to the point like, hey, you're disgusted. It's just, I'm not turned on to it. You know what I mean? Right, but wouldn't you be turned uh, actually disgusted watching ugly people porn? Well, it wouldn't be. It would. It might be funny. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Like there's other it's feelings. People's relationships are to be laughed at. Well, I mean, sometimes you can taunt them, right? And yell stuff out the window. 
No. Uh, talking about the anti-gay Obama campaign, and Obama's been pretty anti-gay. Uh, or at least he hasn't been pro-gay. Right? He's been on, at best. He's been on the fence about it. He's yeah. been, and he does seem somewhat effeminate, right? I mean, I mean, a, if, if you had to hear he was had an affair with another man, you wouldn't be shocked, would you? I would be highly. I shocked. I would be shocked, actually. Yeah. Though but, that first pitch was definitely from like a girl. Yeah, it was a girl's pitch, <laughs> a gay pitch, as you call it, in your neighborhood. <laughs> would you guys would you use that word to? Discriminate against other kids when you were younger. When we were young, when I was yeah. younger, yeah. You when I was them? younger, what, you know, what, you would call them faggot or something like that when you were uh -huh. younger. But you don't. What would you call Merle? Homo. Really? That was the that was still like the buzzword. Like that yeah. was that was like fighting words right there. Sure, because it's the worst thing a man could be, right? No. Uh, here Earl, is no. Uh, Adam in Connecticut. Adam, you're on run of fez. Hey guys, I, I only have two points here, and I, I kind of want to go back to the football players for a sec. I really, it really disgusts me when people, and I don't even want to say black people because it's everybody. Uh, the Italian leagues, they don't want to see any mafia stuff. Uh, black people don't want to see, uh, quote unquote, people eating fried chicken or watermelon because that disgusts me. Frankly, you won't even eat fried chicken in public or watermelon. In public. Yeah, that was just my choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would you eat rice and beans? Yeah. Even though yeah, you're proud of your Cuban. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm more proud of my Cuban heritage. It's just I've more never, ashamed of your black I've heritage. Never been, I've never been uh, inundated with jokes or insults about rice and beans. Mm -hmm. If I grew up like that, that might be something I wouldn't do in public, you know? Mm -hmm. You've never been called a beaner? No, no. And it wouldn't bother me, honestly. It really wouldn't bother me. Because mm -hmm. it's like that's only why a percentage it? of who I am, you know what I mean? Right. But and why, the, and why are you so ashamed of the black culture and the black foods? I think because I grew up in a primarily black neighborhood in primarily black culture mm -hmm. that and because of the fact that I look black when I'm walking down the street that I'm treated like a black man first before right. anything else. Is so, that because you're walking along and you're just sucking a big fried shrimp <laughs> and trying to pull it out? No, I, I actually didn't even eat fish when I was a meat eater. Catfish? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love catfish, by the way. I don't understand why black people are ashamed of the culture. This is great food. It's great food. Mm -hmm. It's great music. Mm -hmm. You don't embrace the blues. You don't embrace jazz. And it's all there for you. Well, think about When this. I go to a jazz club, Sorry. it's white people now. Well, you know what it is? You're not really taught your culture that way. Like I'm going to teach it to you. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. You probably have a better view of American black culture. I know you have a better view of black music than I do. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like... When I was a, when I was growing up, I definitely just thought of myself as a person. Then I got into school and was taught that you, you thought these, yourself as a hustler, just a person. You thought you were a young player, <laughs> young player, young player, <laughs> you know. But like then you learned that these people enslaved you, right? And that was a destructive force in my life. That really caused a huge change. That from the first lesson of slavery. So then you start to develop. So your, why wouldn't you eat watermelon? Because I'm like, you know what? You tell me that's what I'm supposed to do. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I ain't going to do that shit just because you tell me to do it, you know, or no so you could laugh. You but that's what I mean. Like, I wasn't drawn to it, so I'm not going to do it. Like, that's where I come from uh, with Earl, that. how do you feel? You know, like, going back to the whole watermelon thing, like, the only images I ever had of watermelon was, like, you know, like, the skin and grin and black dude just right. diving into this big giant rind and you know, having the seeds spit out of his spit. And I was like... But it's delicious. It's absolutely you delicious, are, but... You know what you ought to do? <laughs> Slice a small piece, put it in your mouth... <laughs> And just stand there like it because it's so damn good. You can just suck on it from there. Um, and, and and here's the deal. 
by not embracing your own culture mm -hmm. and the and the foods that you know you were raised with, mm -hmm. aren't you letting the white man control you that way? Yes, I think embarrassment. It definitely is. It's a negative result of that. Is my own insecurities that are developed out of that. Earl, be proud of yourself. Never eat watermelon with a knife and fork. I want you to dig right <laughs> in. Here is James in Texas. Hey, <laughs> uh, I'm an agriculturalist major, and I've actually got a watermelon patch in my backyard down here mm -hmm. in Texas. And the watermelon's actually from Africa. It's not indigenous to the North American continent or South America. You know how to come over in, in, in someone's pocket? I would have assumed Season it was Asian, pocket. actually. Asian? Yeah, I thought it would just kind you of look like You're Asian, Asian don't you? No, but I like Asians. You mean men? No. <laughs> she males? Another woman. Uh, so what do you think of that, Earl? This is an African food. This is proud African food. And again, I just don't want to continue the story. And I, I, don't get me wrong. I love watermelon. Chop it up. Put it in a cup. Do anything. <laughs> don't go serve it to me on a ride and then say, eat it. Seriously, I'm not I do eat it, it that way, though. And I love it. Like my, my 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 father loves watermelon. He'll buy it straight off the truck. He'll slice it up. He's like, "You want some?" I'm like, and I, I I'll tell him, "Cut it up." So cut it up, and I'll eat it. I will not eat it. Cut straight it up off the yourself. <laughs> Why is your dad just gonna sit there and pick the seeds out for you like you're a goddamn infant? You both, you guys drive me crazy. You embarrass yourself. Not anymore, though. Like I mean, I definitely you, that was. Would as you I was sit growing. down? Would you? Would you put a watermelon smile in like I would do as a kid? And put just put the whole watermelon across your <laughs> can mouth. Can really? Can that fit in your mouth? Yes, it's bigger than an orange, dude. That can't fit in my mouth. Um, you won't try. Uh, here's Joe in Connecticut. Joe, we're talking Obama and the Black Experience with one and a half black men here, uh, Earl Douglas and Franklin, no last name. He refused, <laughs> like Malcolm X, Franklin refuses to have a last name. Oh, what do you got for us, Joe? Go ahead, Joe. Joe, hold on, Joe. Whatever your name is, I don't care. Yeah, um, all right. Um, I, I've, uh, I've been living here for about 12 years now. Um, I come from Haiti, um, but and I'm a big black guy, but I've never experienced racism where I can, like, point it out and say this guy. Well, here, you, here it is right here, Papa Doc. Let me tell you something. What are you doing here? Are you trying to experience racism? No, no well, I'm, I'm asking. Uh, uh, my, my question was for uh, Franklin and Earl. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. can, they, can they explain to me like um, one racist thing that that has happened? All right, let them, Baby like, Doc. You know, I, uh, I think people. I think I think I think black people in this country they seek out like they are looking for people to be racist to them. Let me let me. This is very interesting. Stay on the line, a, actually. Yeah, I think that's a very. He's interesting. never seen racism in his life, and he's been here for twelve years. Mm -hmm. Earl, you have. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Hailing a, a cab. Remember in Philly when they wouldn't let you swim? This <laughs> <laughs> last week. Yeah, well, um, definitely trying to hail a cab. Definitely trying to like just still like the other day I walked into a store and I had, a, I had the security guy follow me and I'm like, what's up? I'm like, what's the whole deal? I mean, what's up? <laughs> but how, come, how come they've never followed me though? I mean, All I'm right. a big black guy. I played football in high school and everything and i've never had a security guy follow me in the store i've never i guess i don't look for it i don't i don't, I don't right. know you're, so you're absolutely right man like stay on the line for a second because this is definitely an american black thing versus the caribbean black thing yeah that's what that's because i have had very let much less racism experiences in my life than my black friends like because you you Cause you play up the way well no i don't play up the way it's just like i you don't do, franklin i don't the thing, there's very little things you can say to me that I'm going to even consider racist because you don't have a ability to to 
turn who I am as a person. Right. You know what I mean? And actually, you worry more about hiding your gayness. <laughs> uh, Only when I'm here. Do you see him, uh, Earl, as a true black man, Franklin? Uh, not in the, you know, that true brother kind of right sense. he you want to say what's up my brother to him yeah you want to do like the whole you know the nod the yeah. salute the whole thing the way you and spike you said you and spike always give each we other always give nod. each other the nod every time <laughs> and <laughs> would you even say to yourself franklin is not even a black filmmaker <laughs> um i wouldn't i wouldn't say like he's a straight up black filmmaker because no. I, and i even hate i have a problem with that term yes. it's like why can't you just be a filmmaker. I never well, want to be, be that. that either. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like everyone's like black filmmaker Spike Lee. I'm like he's just a film. He's been making films for 25 years. He, right. He's been dealing with primarily white cast. Well, look the what they half. do with Spielberg. They always say white Sp uh, filmmaker Steven Spielberg. Never. They never. Yeah. They never say Jewish filmmaker. But, you know Sp that's Spike's you know, fault, man. Because he's well, you know making movies for white people. That's definitely Spike's fault, though. Spike started off making movies for black people with only black people telling black people's stories. If he's called a black filmmaker, it's his own fault. Mm. I'm telling movies, all my movies are human stories. They have nothing to do with me being black, white, or anything. fucking cow. Yes. It's not a human story. <laughs> it's a human story if you're schizophrenic. <laughs> um, here is uh, Chris in New Mexico. Mahabone, my brothers. How do you do? What can we do for you, my friend? I'm a truck driver, and uh, in Mississippi, particularly in the Jackson area, there's a number of small family-owned restaurants that perpetuate the black stereotypes, and yet, after listening to, to the last 10 minutes of conversation, they also kind of embrace that stereotype by serving things like fried chicken, chitlins, watermelon. And I'd be glad or, to eat there. This is great food. It's, it's not a stereotype to be... You shouldn't. That's like saying somehow if you go to a Jewish deli and you're getting locks and bagels, that it's somehow making fun of Jews. Jews embrace their food. Mm -hmm. Italians embrace their food. The Irish embrace their pubs. Um, <laughs> they, but I mean, you go into an Irish bar. Is that a stereotype? Yeah, but if you come so over, what? if you're coming over to like a potluck dinner and you only go over to a Jewish person's house with only locks and bagels. That's pretty rude. You know what I mean? It's like it's assuming that that's the only food they eat. I would never, I would never take food to someone's home. I would probably only bring a dessert there. <laughs> right, right. Watermelon. But like, nice yeah, ice cold but, watermelon. <laughs> Earl, chew right through the rind. Earl Douglas, um, do you have a woman in your life right now? Uh, no, I don't. Now you know, over the years, I've tried to get you a woman. Yes, you have. You more than just a few times. Let's take a trip down memory lane, and let's go back to somebody that I set you up with the date with many, many years ago. It's Useless Betty. <laughs> Hi. Hey, honey. Hi, Useless Betty. Who are you talking to? Is that Black Earl? And Earl is here. You guys had a date about, what, eight years ago? Uh, nine. Yes, it was 2000. eight years ago. Nine years ago. Nine. Unbelievable. Wow. Where did he take you? He took me to a basement where there were people playing m music, <laughs> people were dancing around, and and everybody it was dark, and it was it was it was a nice time. But I was what what was I, nineteen? Yeah, you were just a kid, just fresh into the city. So uh, we went black girl with no one doesn't know anybody. Let's put her with Earl. Earl had just turned forty. <laughs> no, that's sad. That's sad. <laughs> Betty, what are you doing now? Well, I'm actually a comedian now, uh -huh. um, and I'm organizing a show with a lot of different rising talent, a lot of different young comedians at the Comedy Cellar, and it's Fridays 
after midnight at 1 a.m. It's a free show. It's got the hottest young comedians. Um, back in the day, Louis C.K. and Dave Attell and Tom Papa used to do late night at the Comedy Cellar. You can hear that's my daughter. Oh, you got a baby now, a baby or baby Earl. Yeah, it is. <laughs> She's uh, two and a half. So, <laughs> uh, oh, did you have her with another comic? Wow. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. Uh... And that was Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I wish. Way to go, oh, Betty. Goodness. I wouldn't be doing a free comedy show if I had no. Dave Chappelle's baby for uh, ransom. Um, <laughs> I, how long has it been since the baby saw her father? Um, two days. Oh! He brought her back to me yesterday. Wow. Oh, you guys aren't together. Situation. No, yeah. we're not together. Shocking to you, uh, Franklin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she sounds white. Mm. Wait, what's that? Who's uh, this? That, that's Franklin. Hi, I'm Franklin. I he, he's baby. half a black like guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Earl, I want you to go down and check out her show. Uh, yes, make him. Yeah, and <laughs> come back and report on it. I, I didn't know she was funny. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, actually. I'm doing really well. Oh, I remember, too, that we used to have her play under a slave name, and it got very pop. Remember, you would be like, oh, Mr. Ron, I'm so sorry. And it got really popular, and everybody like, and then she went, this is awful. My friends don't like this. And I'm like, wait, it's a hit. We got to keep it going. I forgot that. I didn't, know how, I didn't know how to keep it funny enough to make myself respect myself. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to respect yourself. You're in comedy. <laughs> well, now I know that. I wasn't doing comedy then. That was yeah. like four years before comedy. Well, uh, you're doing well with it now, though? You're doing well? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be working at the comedy show. They're, they're letting me do this show there. They, they like what I brought to them, and they like the comedians. It's hosted by a comedy seller regular, so it's... Like tied in with the show, they're bringing us on the stage. It's beautiful. It's really fun. Well, yeah, that's a very well-respected club. Yes, it's the most respected in New York. I don't know how I did it, but we did it. <laughs> Earl, are you gonna go down and check this out? Oh, yeah, I'll check it out. All right. It, it helps to have Dave Chappelle's baby. It really does play. help to have the Chappelle baby. All <laughs> right, buddy, it's great to talk to you. Look for Earl this Saturday, is it? It's it's tomorrow night. Friday night. Yes. Around one a.m. Yes. Around. Okay. Yeah. All right, Earl, you going to be there? I will be there, yeah. Franklin, you showing up? <laughs> I'm not sure if I can make it tomorrow. Oh, uh, come but on. But I'll try. I'll try. Okay, the people. okay. 1 a.m., I might be able to make it. 1 a.m. All right, Betty. All right. Keep an eye out for one and a half black guys. Okay. <laughs> right, bye-bye. Now, uh, she is what you would call, she would be like half a black woman. No, not half. She, she was, was 100%? She was all black, yes. Did you think she was 100%? No, I never thought so. I didn't even think I was talking to a black person right now. What? I didn't, didn't you mean sound her? Her voice. Earl? No, the, the woman no, in the voice. this is very interesting. Yeah. What do you mean sound? There's uh, certain people who sound more ethnic than others, you know? I no, definitely I I'm not prejudiced, so what do you mean by that? <laughs> Stop. You know. Well, you I, know. Don't understand. You know for I don't know. I don't understand. Some people's voice tenor actually sounds more. For example, yeah, uh, you guys make fun of Neil Diamond and me. Um, and then in the jazz singer, they used to claim that his voice sounded very black. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, nothing about Neil Diamond seems black. To it's me. probably just a it doesn't even seem Jewish. Thing, not even know? his soul. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, Earl, who is the enemy of the black people right now? Would you say the Jew? Um, I think it's not. I think it's a combination of. Yeah. I think it's still white people and to a, 
you know, in a large section, ourselves, we're our own worst enemy. We still kill each other. We still, you know, dog each other around a lot. So uh-huh. I think it's a combination of both white and black. It's it's like we're getting hit from all sides right now. We got to stop looking at ourselves as victims, man. You got to like, I don't feel like there's any enemy, enemies to black people right now. I don't think that the black people, if there's going to be black on black crime, try not to be the victim. Try to be the perpetrator. <laughs> Don't I don't think so at, at all. I think we're trying to get out of the criminal element. Are you saying you never jacked a brother for his, his shoes? No, I never done that before. Have you back in the day? No, I'm not a shoe jacker. No crime ever? No, well, let's not say that. What kind of crime? I used to deal a lot when I was a kid. You ever put a mask on your head and go into a... Nah. Or are you? No, never. Ever run in with nine on over your head? <laughs> Nothing, No. <laughs> I lived into like more of the club world, so it was like I didn't have to even deal with that kind of lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like raves and nightclubs. three o'clock in the morning, you're holding up the fucking door. Pretty much. Would you? Yeah. You put a gun up to somebody. Oh head? no, no, no! I thought you meant holding up the door, like just trying to keep myself sane, <laughs> like just propping myself up. You know, three o'clock in the morning. No, I don't no, know no. what that means. Um, like when you're tweaking out, and you're just trying to like get your back on a wall, just trying to like get yourself together again. Tweak. That, yeah. You're a meth head. No. With the meth. Oh no! I didn't like meth. It was burnt. Mm. That was one of my least favorites. I was into ecstasy. I like that. Uh, here is uh, Maddie in D.C. Maddie. Hey, what's up, boys? Um, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to call and touch on, um, it's been a while since Earl's been on, but I just have to praise his genius that he brings back to the show so quickly with the Obama stuff. Um, he said that, like, he's given a positive view across the, all across the world, but all he's really doing is just making us look weak because you look at all the countries that we have beef with, like Iran and North Korea, and all this stuff, and they're just basically blowing off anything that we say as far as like stop the nuclear stuff and and stop uh, with the uh, with North Korea launching um, nukes and threatening to hit uh, Hawaii. But yet, I guess that's a good thing. And then, as far as like the socialized healthcare system, I mean, that's a good way to go. Seeing as how France and Canada both have like failed miserably. Uh, let, let's let her all answer that. What do you say to that? Earl? Well, first of all, by kind of dialing it down, especially on the rhetoric. You helping to build coalitions with the people who actually agree with you. You're building. You got to build coalitions first, mm-hmm. and then when you have like kind of this, like what where Bush failed, what you actually have the world behind you. So be easier on um, Obama because he's a black man. I'm not saying be easier on. I'm just saying again, it takes time. You you got to come at it from a whole different approach. That's what he's doing. Gay mortal sin, gay sex mortal sin, <laughs> gay sex a mortal sin. Is it a sin against Jesus? Um, I would say it's in yes. the Bible. Yes, yes. it is. Sin against Jesus, Franklin? No. Jesus believed that all believed to be good to people. And I don't think that if Jesus had to discuss gay... Are you acting like Jesus was gay, though? No, I'm just saying that if... He he, wasn't with a woman. Yeah, yeah, he was. Who was he with? Wasn't he with Mary Mandolin and all that jazz? Mandolin? Madeline? I don't remember. I can't say that. Mary Mandolin. Not the guitar. Well, first of all... Mary Mandolin. She's deaf and dumb. And to me, to do that, that would be a sin. You can't have sex with, and I hate to say this, a retard mute. A dude, she's so hot because she's not retarded. Well, a lot of retarded girls have nice bodies, but you don't do it. She's not retarded. Earl, would you sleep with a retard? <laughs> no, I, I would not, no. Probably? Or no. you definitely No, 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 no. I thought you did. No. Wasn't she crazy? Yes. Oh. <laughs> crazy is different than retarded? Oh, I get it. Why don't you tell everybody who that crazy girl you slept with? Is? No. 
let sleeping dogs lie. Oh, now she's oh. a dog. That's right. She's a crazy retarded dog. Using a figure of speech, that's all. So gays are sinners. <laughs> Disgusting sinners. And God hates them, Earl? Saying, I don't think God hates anybody. I saw Steiner says that he does. <laughs> <laughs> Which is oddly enough kind of rainbow colored. Doesn't he hate the sin but not the sinner? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things you always hear in the church. Like, hate the sinner. Uh, hate, don't, uh, don't hate the sinner, hate the sin. Right. What's the, so uh, don't hate the fag, hate the flatio. <laughs> you hate the act, you don't hate oh. the... Is it disgusting person. to you, though? Uh, yeah, it's a little off-putting, yes. I never understood why heterosexual people wouldn't want to encourage homosexuality so you have more women around. I'd rather go to a school with like 50% gay guys so that all the girls... 50% blacks? Well, it's like you have... No. Well, would you rather spend a night with gay guys or blacks? I guess blacks because I'd have more in common. What's that? One half of you? I, I don't know. I, I just never really, I never really hung gays. out with a room full of one kind of people. Mm. So I don't even know how that would be. You parted the UN. That's yeah. your thing. Yeah. Uh, here is Matt in Atlanta. Matt. Uh, Franklin and Earl, I've, I've heard you talk about, you know, that Obama inherited a, a bad situation, and, and I'll agree to that to some extent, but at what point do you hold a seat to the fire a little more critically? How how much time are you going to give him before you become more critical? I mean, I know that... All right, we we got to let them know because we're running off the brakes. Also, coming up in a little bit, I know you guys have both got to go, mm. and we're going to be doing a section on all of our emails. Says, all of our emails. That'll be coming up in a bit. And the fastest channel on cable TV is Speed. If you're looking for action, it's Big Block Thursday tonight on the Speed Channel. Perfect for you, Earl. Big Block Thursday. <laughs> big Block Thursday. Three big hours of races, chases, and crashes. Racist. Racist on Big Block Thursday. Racist. It all starts at 8 p.m. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the Drag Racing Phenomenon Show, Pink's All Out. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern. Great show about drag racing. Then the Big Block Thursday continues at... Big Block Thursday, Earl. Block. It continues at 9 p.m. in the East, where you uh, hunt down stolen cars with the Auto Task Earl, Force. perfect. <laughs> the Wolf Pack on Jacked. The show is Jacked, and they take down criminals on the mean streets of New Jersey. Then the Big Block continues... It's uh, wrecked at 10 p.m. in the East, and it's, you see what it takes to clean up some of Chicago's biggest accidents. That all happens tonight. Big Block Thursday. Pink's all out. Jack and wrecked. All starting tonight at 8 p.m. on Speed. So it's Big Black Thursday. Pimps up, hose down. <laughs> Big Black Thursday, you all. You working your pimp pen, Franklin? I am working my pimp pen, man. Earl, you working your pimp pen? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, you got to work it, man. Then you will help. I feel like going sometimes, <laughs> yes. All right, we got to get going, but uh, coming up, we'll do emails. Thanks for you guys coming up. <laughs> no problem. seeing you again. Oh, listen, before we before I go, I just want to let everybody know, if anybody wants to come to the, the screening of Last Night in Brooklyn, there's MafiaPayday.com is sponsoring 40 free tickets for anybody who wants to come. Just sign up for Mafia Payday and send me an email at FranklinTheCypherProductions.com. MafiaPayday.com. Maybe pick up some uh, tickets to that world premiere, Fezzi. August 29th, uh, it is Last Night in Brooklyn is the film. It's happening at the Anthology Film Archives, Second Avenue in Manhattan, Last Night in Brooklyn. So that is coming up August 29th. And again, also MafiaPayday.com. Mafia. Mafia. And Mafia. Last Night in Brooklyn.com. 
But check it out. He's going to get a huge settlement out of this. Like seven figures. He's getting out of the hospital tomorrow. And he's going to throw a big party this weekend to celebrate. We're all invited. I'm thinking I might take that new chick from logistics. Things go well. I might be showing her my O face. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Yep. It's a run of face show. A little bit of that uh, sleeve song, Battle of the Beards. Since uh, Fez started Battle of the Beards 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we didn't take pictures this year, apparently we won't be taking pictures this year. It'll just be the same contest, no big deal. We got to take the pictures. That's half the fun. No one else is having fun. As you watch the beard grow. I mean, look, at this is three days worth now. Yeah, I know, but since we didn't take the original picture, how can we make a big deal out of three days' worth? Dave, you don't seem like you're in the battle with the Beards, still. Um, well, no, I'm not particularly, because we just did it. If some time had elapsed. Uh, um, and yes, also my all wife... Sp- all spring and summer has <laughs> elapsed, basically. Spring and half the summer. And I have a wife and children who, you know, right. get freaked out by the beard. Well, uh, we got an email uh, here, Fezzy, because we do get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. And I like the idea of electronic mail because it's earth-friendly. It's uh, green, totally green. You're saving trees. Uh, This one uh, is all the way from Hawaii, our 50th state, and one that I don't uh, personally recognize as a state. It says, uh, so I was thinking about Fez's Battle of the Beards Challenge Eastside Dave. Since it was brought up because of a trivia question about Brock and Sable, Ron, what about a weekly trivia challenge on different subjects where the looser... Everyone misspells the word loser. (laughs) Where the looser of the challenge gets some of their beard shaved off by Ron. So rather than just being a straight battle of the beards, who can grow it the longest, I have the opportunity to shave some beard off you guys every week. All right, so penalty whiskers. Yeah. I would be willing to accept this. Davey Mack? Sure. Would your reason be just so you can miss the question and get a nice shave? <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't do that. I like myself with the beard. So that's the thing that I, I enjoy about me. But My problem is this. It'll just bring more attention to a bit not liked by the listeners right. and, or the show host. Yeah, and Fez would even have to grow a beard in order for you to shave it off. So we're yeah. talking about months before we could even enact that that thing anyway. Um. Seems complicated. Uh, this one also said, "Hey, since nobody's into this battle, of the beards is Fez. Why, except for Fez, why doesn't Dave just keep trimming up himself <laughs> and not bringing it up to Fez and see how long it is before the idiot notices?" Now, if, if Dave wants to, if Dave is so unsure of himself that, that he doesn't thing. think he could win this <laughs> and wants to sabotage himself, well. I doubt I could, because we just did it, and I lost easily. But... Mm. This is weird. I'm looking up on ESPN, 
and they're doing 50 state tours trying to find the best athletes in every state. We were just talking about that on um, the show yesterday. Yeah, that's really weird. You say it here, it comes out there. Uh, we brought up this, uh, that Sports Illustrated used to do it uh, years ago. All right, more emails, Fuzz. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. This one said, hey, buddies, I heard Ron mention Big Pink on the show, and he said it was part of the nation's history when chastising Dave. Come on, Ron. Levon might be from Arkansas, but Big Pink is part of Canada's history. It might be located in the in America, but the house wouldn't have any importance without the Canadians living there. Love you guys. All the best. Well, let me say this. You can't look at the band and not call them primarily a Canadian band. But Big Pink, located in Woodstock... Also, of course, the basement tapes, uh, a lot of them were recorded there. So that is America's history. And it took the Jayhawks to tour the South with Ronnie Hawkins and other guys before they became the band. They had to come to America, and, and they play American music. And just because a band, if it takes place in America, it's it's American thing. I'm sorry. Um, we were talking about the Beatles. The other thing. Beatles at Shea Stadium? That's an American historical event. Now, the guys are from England, but it's a right. historical American thing. So you're saying uh, England takes advantage of the fact that they're an English band. They get to celebrate. But the, Engl uh, the English band at Shea, American history. Absolutely. Let me go to Fez Watley for this. I would say, no, that's part of the English history. I think that's part of the British invasion. Well, let's go back to the... Yeah, but it's the British invasion of America. Right. Uh -huh. There is no British invasion... Without America. Okay. Or Who are they going to invade? Because let me tell you, when those bands stayed over in England, most of them, the ones that followed the Beatles, weren't as big as over there as they were over here. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. got, a lot of them got much bigger. The Stones are still bigger over, over here. Stones are still bigger over here than they are in England. I've been to England, and, I, and I'm, I'm always shocked when I go there, and I've, I've been there three times in my life, and the lack of, like, Stones-ishness. Now, the Beatles, yeah, you go into a record store, there's Beatles all over the place, but they, the, the, the English people, like, I went out with an English girl who thought the Rolling Stones was, were an American band. She it was, was 19. To she me. was 19 at the time, and she I wasn't... I thought the English were that stupid. <laughs> she was quite dumb. Right. Levon is the only American. He is one of the primary singers. Are they an American band or a Canadian band? The band. To me, they're an American band. They're they, influenced. I think. Now remember, they all lived in America after mm -hmm. they became popular. I think they're a Canadian band. They're made up of Canadians mostly. L let's go over to Hicks. American. What kind of? I'm going to say everybody's here is wrong. That they're a blended band, and you can't take Canada uh, out of the equation here. But they are not a Canadian band in the traditional sense of they really are. Playing a lot of the stuff that Robbie wrote was from Levon Helm's experience Absolutely. of being a Southern guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they really do sing a lot of Southern influenced music. So you wouldn't have it. I'll give Canada all the credit in the world for those guys, but 
you can't fight the fact that it's a blended band. <laughs> More so than you would Rush or, huh. you know what I mean, most of the Canadian bands. Huh. Now, uh, I hate to say it, if you look at people like Neil Young, even Joni Mitchell, they kind of adopted America, and a lot of their sound is about America. More than it is Canada. Well, Neil Young's become an American citizen. So have several members well, of the I'm band. I'm sure everybody from the band has, though. Yeah, that's what They've I'm been saying. They've been here long enough. So I, I, or at least dual citizenship. So I, and I think someone becomes an American citizen when they identify more with America. And I think that the band, the night they drove old Dixie down, is, right, what does that have to big, do with Canada? Oh, uh, nothing. It doesn't have anything at all to do with Canada. They're in America. I'm sorry, Canada. I hate to say you, it, but neither is Rag Mama Rag, for that matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah. That's really Southern music. <laughs> They lost Canada lost the band to us, pure and simple. Just like they lost Jim Carrey to us, Mike exactly. Myers, on and on. Canada gives, the U.S. takes. Sad. Sometimes when you think about it, it's absolutely sad. We get all the good ones. Fuzzy, I would have liked to see you fight for Canada, but you let this redheaded uh, run roughshod all over you. I think it's place of origin. Uh, emails. We get emails. And now. Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. This one says, Hey, bodies. I have a moral conundrum for you. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. My friends and I went on a stag-slash-golfing trip. Some of us have never met before, but we were all friends or acquaintances through association. To make things less expensive, we shared the accommodations and a rental car. Myself and another guy paid for the accommodations and the rental car so that everybody else could just pay us back for their equal share. Essentially, the stag-slash-golfing trip was about a month ago, and one guy still hasn't paid. He wouldn't fall off his wallet for the whole trip, and now he's dragging ass to pay us back. He was invited by a mutual friend, and I'd never met him before. How should we go about collecting the cash? Should the debt be put to us on the friend who invited slashed vouch for him? To complicate things, the more the friend who invited him is the groom, and next time we'll see this guy is at the wedding. Thanks, buddies. Jeff. All right, so basically you have this. It is... A golfing trip. All fellas. Now, not all these guys know each other, but there's a guy in the center, and that's the groom of an upcoming wedding. The groom says, let's bring this guy along. This guy never chips in. Never pays for his fucking freight. Who do they go to the guy for? Do they go to the fucking freeloader, or do they go for the groom who put him up? But let's get this out of the way. Someone's fucking paying. Unless one of you guys wants to reach into your pocket and pay here, someone's paying on this. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Now, let me just say this from the beginning. What bothers me about this is when you are the gentleman who wrote this, Jeff, and you find yourself hounding somebody, now it looks like you're the one with money issues. Mm -hmm. And you got that yeah. money. It seems like all you think about is money. The reason why... Some fucking freeloader went on the trip and didn't pay like everyone else. If he would have put money up, this had already been taken care of. 
I say you go to the groom. Whoa. He brought the stranger into the group. He brought the stranger into the house. Only difference here, Fez. He's got a wedding coming up. You don't give a fuck? I don't give a fuck. No. And that's why. Because a wedding is a crazy time. You can't bother the groom with that, with this just trivial male bullshit. It's, it's, it's the guy's wedding. Come on. You can't haggle over nickels. And, and I, I see some of that. Uh-huh. that here's the groom. Did he make a mistake vouching for this guy? Probably did. But does he need the one be chasing cash around? He's trying to get fucking married here. The guy said in the email he'll see him again at the wedding. You go to the guy at the wedding and go, hey, uh, still always 200, you know, 200 right. bucks. You're going to cough it up or what? <laughs> You're going to cough it up or you're going to drag you around the fucking floor or, here? Or, yeah, I mean, you can make the, his wedding experience real uncomfortable when all, you know, five Ladies of and gentlemen, I like to make a toast. <laughs> the fucking Freddy the Freeloader who won't touch his fucking wallet like it's made out of hot fucking oil. See, now, if I went somewhere with a, uh, friends of mine mm-hmm. that didn't know Eastside Dave, and Eastside Dave went in there, made an ass of himself, ran up a drink tab, and left, I would feel responsible for Eastside Dave. I would expect the other guys to come to me. I would expect them to. Uh, I agree with you. Except for, and this is what really becomes fantasy now, it would be your wedding. I guess your Vermont wedding. Mm-hmm. And would we want to bother Fez when he's getting a Vermont wedding? That's the only side of this. Yeah. Because everything that you say, I agree with you. Right. But Dave has been through a wedding. I've been through a couple. And uh, there's always shit on your fucking mind. Now you fucking call me. I got to chase this guy down. No. What it's... are you guys, pussy? Afraid <laughs> to talk to him? Go over and fucking slap the shit out of him. Uh, let's take this over to Chris Stanley, a man who understands not paying his freight. <laughs> I like being a freeloader. It's great. I know you don't. <laughs> That's why you went through so many college fucking roommates. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. You're covering for somebody right now, and that's cost you in my eyes. No. Really? Go ahead. Uh, I'm with Fez. I would go to the groom, and I don't, wouldn't care that he's get, having a wedding. I mean, it's this fucking guy's friend, and he fucked me over, whatever, a few hundred bucks. I would go. To the, I would go to the groom. Why well, wouldn't you go to the guy who fucked you over? I don't know him. He's a random stranger. Were you fucking afraid of him? No, I'm not a fucking afraid of pussy. him. Pussy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Big story. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what's happening. Do you want to fucking cool this thing out or make it worse? And the groom. Do you really think he needs this shit right now? But how if you're you're going to a wedding, you're owed money. How are you going to enjoy yourself at that wedding if you're still thinking about this golf trip money? Then go stomp this fuck. You and the other guy go over and stomp the shit out of his fucking table. And how did beat him up in front of the bridesmaids? How did these guys not get the money in the first place? Well, that's stupid to begin with. Well, not necessarily. They're being good guys. They're putting it on their fucking credit card, and everybody fucking pay me. Apparently. We're talking about a bunch of lunch bucket Joes here. <laughs> Guys that fucking want to fucking sleep four in a room. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have been on a golfing trip in the first place. Fuck no, they should have went right. down to the goddamn... <laughs> Go to the bowling they alley. Got they got cheap shoes that fucking pay less. <laughs> Throw darts at your shithole of a bar. Go to the Salvation Army, try on a new pair of pants. <laughs> Um, but there's so you're thinking about so much stuff in, during a wedding. Right, so Fezzi, you are you you're not you're not uh, shaking on this one. No, going to be the groom wedding or not? Uh, Eric, you're the same way, wedding or not? Yeah. 
Dave, your feeling is... Uh, you can't bother the groom with this. Go up to the dude. Uh, I mean, personally, I would probably just let it drift. If you, but I know that's not an option. But I would yeah. just say, fuck it. You know what? I'm not. I'm not even gonna. You're a cheap fuck. I'm not even gonna deal yeah, with. Yeah, and fuck you. Just like in Bronx Tale. That's it, it. Now, now I'm done. Yeah. Now I'll never see you again. Yeah. But look at Fez. Fez, his fucking personality. He can't enjoy the wedding. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, somebody owes him a couple of fucking C notes, and he's stewing at a wedding. And this should be on the groom's mind. His guy stiffed these guys probably out of a, two to a few hundred dollars. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on. And he, he should really, be on his mind. He don't fucking know. He don't know about it. He's trying to get married. If anything, he should not marry this whore. <laughs> She's not fucking right for him. He's too cheap. <laughs> She's ruined everything. Uh, all right. Emails. We get emails, Fez. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. By the way, I'm going to, uh, the last one, I'm going to judge in favor of Fez Watley. Uh, oh, it's crazy. But with a chance of appeal here, Fez. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I'm going to leave the, the appellate court open on this. Okay. Because okay. my initial thing was, you were right. Yeah. But I tend to think of other people. Fez thinks of himself. Hicks thinks of himself. So maybe not everybody's going to think the way you and I think. That let's not fucking drag another person in here. But the real, the person who has been injured would be the guy who laid out the cash. Mm -hmm. Even more than the groom. Okay. Uh, the groom's going to have his wedding fucked up because two guys are going to stomp his fucking <laughs> deadbeat friend. Uh, this says, hey, Ron, let's say somebody invents a pill that slows the aging process to one-tenth the rate of normal. The government steps in, and in order to stop overpopulation explosion, regulates that only people who don't have kids can get the pill, plus they must be operated on to be made sterile too. Basically, is the desire to live longer more important to people than spreading one's seed? Um, Phil Zwatley... Uh, I'll ask you first. Would you want this pill? I would take the pill. I have a huge fear of death. Give me the pill. I'll take the surgery. I, I was never planning on having children to begin with. Well, one time you thought you wanted children. Yeah, there was a point mm. before I think I was totally insane. Now but, you think you're just much too crazy to have kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I would raise a kid in a very bad way. This is interesting. So you honestly can look over at Eastside Dave and say he's a more well-rounded, adjusted adult than you are. Well, Dave's kids, I don't know how planned they were. Well, I want you to just say the truth, though. When you look at Dave, and here he is, willing to raise kids. No <laughs> Between the two of you, you think Dave is better adjusted than you. I'm not going to say that. Because we have, the story on Dave's kids haven't been hasn't been written yet. Well, the story on everybody's kids hasn't been written, no matter how old they are. You could say I have a great kid. He's 48 years old. On his 49th birthday, he shoots up the fucking neighborhood. That doesn't mean that he didn't have fucking 48 nice years. <laughs> right. but you know what I mean? On, mm -hmm. The fact is, everybody's life is fucking unwritten. Yeah, and no, I and but the thing is, Fez. You can't be concerned about that stuff. There's not a day goes by that. I'm not happy. Why are you going to say Dago when you know him? I know you. Well, the Italian girl. Well, there's not a day. 
that goes by. There's That's not a day, a day goes by that... Uh, <laughs> There's not a WAP <laughs> or a guinea. There's not a WAP or a guinea. I mean, sometimes, like this morning, for instance, Julianne was still sleeping, but I just had to see her sleep. I had to wake her up and say, you know, bye, because I think children and family really does make you happier. And I, I would, I think most people who have kids would choose kids a hundred times over just living a long, lonely death. <laughs> it's really funny that you said that instead of life. I mean, yeah, life. I mean, life. <laughs> but Sorry. it really is kind of kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, um, I personally don't. I don't think this whole immortality or long life doesn't have any. You know, I I want the the entire experience of life when and death is part of that. It's really interesting to me. A lot of the people who seem like they want to live forever are the ones who aren't living now. Right. And what are they going to do? Like, there's they they never have any plans. It's just I want to live long. Mm. <laughs> like, I, not like I want to open a museum or I do just something. Want to see stuff. Well, first of all, I mean, mainly I do not want to die. That's like but the what? main thing. You're going to die, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, but at a tenth of the speed. But I mean, you yourself hill. are going to die. I know, and that freaks me out when I hear those words. Well, just think of it as not existing anymore. Right. That doesn't seem to help, Ronnie. Really? Yeah. That just being snuffed out, gone forever? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't, That there's no comfort there. Think of it as the same feeling that you had back in the 1930s. All right, I wasn't around in the 1930s. Were you afraid? You didn't exist. Were you afraid? No. Yeah, so it'll be the same thing. You just won't exist. I just had a really trippy idea. You would think humans would be so much kinder to each other because with the millions and millions of years that have gone on, the fact that Dave McDonald or Ron Banks or Fez Watley, like, we're sharing the same time is so minuscule when you really think about it that we're basically like, you know, like when, when you find out someone's born on your same birthday, the fact that, I mean, even if someone's 50 and someone's 30. Well, look at this. That's fucking weird. First of all, you couldn't. There's so many species. The fact that we're all the same species, <laughs> right? The fact that we're this spot in time, uh, born in the same country. I mean, the odds against all this are unbelievable. And if you look down around the earth, around the earth, it's still not 80 years altogether for life expectancy for a human being, right? Right. Yep. And yet, we still want a war. We still want to kill. We still want to murder. Doesn't make sense when you think about it. Why wouldn't we get up every fucking day and go? This is unbelievable. We exist. If you went around going like this, look at this. I'm drinking water. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm feeling the sun. I'm laying in the grass. If you acted like a person of appreciation, you would be seen as a crazy fucking lunatic. And yet, a person like Fez. No offense, Fez. Okay. But who turns his back on every one of those miracle blessings that I was just talking about yeah. is seen as somebody who's, oh, he's trying to make his way. He's trying. My point is this. You're not accepting the gifts that are fucking laid in your lap. And yet you want more gifts or different gifts. 
you want longer. It's amazing like, to me. If if you do, if there is a heaven, I mean, this is just silly talk, but if there is a heaven, and say two million years from now, people are in that heaven, and you like bump into someone, and you're like, oh, when, when, when were you from? You were from the late 1900s, early 2000s? <laughs> That's going to be like the best coincidence of your life. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're going to be like, oh, well, so was I. I was from that time. Remember this show? Remember that fucking movie? Well, dude, the way you're saying it, right? Millions of years? You'd be amazed if you met somebody within the two, three thousand right, fucking yeah, thing. True. You'd be like, "Oh, you lived on Earth. <laughs> this is fucking so <laughs> crazy." When were you middle Middle Ages? I used to read about you, fucking guys. <laughs> right. So you would be so fucking blown away. But the point is this, and the real point is this: the fucking thing about this eternal life, most people don't seem to be alive. They just don't seem to be feeling and living. And even if you fucking act that way, you're seen as some kind of a a fucking weirdo spiritual person or a fucking hippie, whatever they fucking yeah. want to hang you with, like you're acting like a fucking maniac. Right. Yeah, it's it's fucking insane. And and like you just look at Stephen Hawking, all he's accomplished, he's in a wheelchair. Jesus Christ. You know, maybe even people didn't accomplish, maybe if they just appreciated. Just fucking appreciation. Well, I think his accomplishments. gone. I think his accomplishments are based in appreciation. I think they his start. curiosity? Yeah, they start from there. I, yeah, that's a really good point. I think people, you mentioned the 80 year lifespan. I think people, I'm including myself, don't realize how fast that 80 years goes. And, like, there will be time to appreciate things or do something else or something like that and it but, just yeah and it's over all right but look at that with anything else right if you're with someone and that let's say someone comes to your house and they they treat your house like shit right uh-huh. you don't even think to themselves well they'll come around and start appreciating that i gave you know what i mean that is just a person who doesn't have it in it if you're going to appreciate things, you don't think I'm going to put it off and appreciate it. You're going to pre- appreciate it from the fucking yeah. word go. Mm-hmm. You're going to make that as part of you, you know? Yes. And when you're fucking driving down the road and you see something scenic and beautiful, how many people just fucking pull off and go, I got to get out of my car and check this out? It doesn't fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. We put beauty so far down the fucking line of where it belongs and you know i mean all these songs about love and shit like this we have no honor of love we don't seem to give a goddamn about love in this world no time for it mm-hmm. in real life if if you act like i'm batshit insane for this woman people are normally like look at this he's, he's embarrassing himself <laughs> look at him he's a fucking embarrassment why doesn't he live like us, go home and turn his back to the fucking person that he's sleeping with? You know? Yep. I mean, it is a, it is a fucking uh, cliche now in a stand-up act or a sitcom that people don't fuck. You know what I mean? Like, they make it a point of, well, we don't have sex. And it's <laughs> like a joke. Like, oh, I'm like you. Oh, the TV's on. Like, we will really put fucking TV above literally making love. We're out of our fucking minds. <laughs> and you want to live longer, Fez? You'd be better off if you lived less. You'd be better off if you lived one fucking day like a goddamn fruit fly 
and we're able to have that experience of that one day. Because for some reason, we're fucking turning ourselves off now. Just turning ourselves yeah. off. All right, emails. We get plenty of emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. This says, uh, Ron, can you please tell Dave that his Twitios are terrible? <gasps> the audio never matches the video. <laughs> it's like an Asian movie that's badly dubbed. Ever watch Opior Anthony video tweets compared to Dave's shitty video? <laughs> he makes me laugh, but his Twitios suck dog dick. Oh, that's simply not true. I do the best job I can. Look, I can't apologize for my phone. I think that, you know, Opie and Anthony probably have better phones. They have their Blackberries and iPhones, and I still have a Verizon LG. <laughs> Large. So, <laughs> hey, that's a collector's item. <laughs> right. So I think that's the, the, the reason for it. But you know. I remember that. That's the phone with a hand pump. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but I actually think that my uh, videos are, my Twitios are artistic for that reason. Hmm. I, sta I stand by them. And my, you know... Why is the dubbing uh, off? Tri trilogy of Chris Stanley movies that I made. Yeah, it just... It seems very homoerotic. <laughs> the amount of Chris Stanley's that <laughs> you will the, shoot. He's the only one here at like 7 o'clock. Uh, here's an email that was sent to us that says, Wrestling, Metal, and Comics. And it says, Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, they're all gay. Wrestling, Metal, and Comics. But Wrestling and Metal are way gayer. Now I'm going to go read the latest Captain America, listen to Iron Maiden, and watch Raw. And that's from Patrick. Wrestling, metal, or comics, what's the gayest one? Eastside Dave. Wrestling. Wrestling's the gayest? What reason? Uh, the, the, uh, the spandex. I mean, it's 2009. Why aren't guys not wearing jeans when they wrestle? It's guys in Speedos <laughs> rubbing together. <laughs> And I mean, that's a tradition that has to go. We yeah. remember we would make fun of basketball players in the 80s who were at, at least they were wearing shorts, but they got over it. They wore longer shorts now, but wrestling hasn't changed for whatever reason. Uh, let's go over to Chris Stanley. Christopher. Metal is the gayest. Metal, metal is, is the gayest. gayest. At least, what reason? Well, at least wrestling has women in it. And, and there's no women at a metal show. It's just mosh pits and fucking uh, guys with giant fucking art on. It's terrible. There is no doubt about the fact that you don't have even the lowest percentage of women at a metal show. <laughs> I'm sure some guys force a woman to go, but 90-some percent of those guys are dateless, and their opportunities are nil. <laughs> Nada. Fez Watley, you will know the most. What is the gayest? Wrestling, metal, or comic books? Comic books is the gayest. Comic books, it is... Uh, it's going to be mostly male superheroes for, you know, for 95% of it. And dressing in flamboyant costumes, um, keeping their true identities from people. I think it's the gayest thing out there. Wow. 
<laughs> of those three, I yeah. think it's the gayest one. <laughs> There's actually an autobiography. And that's yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just it's saying it's like a the lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> confessional. It's just confessional. It's a lot of things that I think every gay person goes through. I don't know. I mean, very few don't have that sort of thing. What where sort they, of thing? Where they, they keep a secret identity at first. I mean, you know, some uh, as kids, they know it. I mean, but others, they will keep, you know, a secret. You are right. The gay stereotypes do fit. And, Fez, I love it when you will uh, sit there and point out every uh, stereotype. Um, the interesting thing here about this entire thing is uh, wrestling and, of course, uh, metal and comic books are all an interest of Z-Mans. So... <laughs> Um, you throw in sucking on a cigar and making dick jokes, and he has every one of them. Yeah, and putting on a gay character. Thing. Now, he's an interesting case, Fuzzy. Uh, and I don't want to out anybody here, because it's not Monday. Okay. And Monday is out your friend's Monday. But our friend Zeman, and the amount of, hey, if you take care of that for me, I'll suck your cock. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, hey, do me a favor. Uh, when I'm uh, blowing you, make sure you drop your. He's constantly making uh, man on man sex jokes. Right. Or doing a very poorly gay voice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Would you see him as somebody as having tendencies? I would definitely 100% see him as having tendencies. He talks about it too much. It must be on his mind constantly. It's always yeah. there for him. And yet, he is the man's man. I smoke cigars. I have a man cave. Uh, uh, hey, fellas. I mean, just go to his thing, and I'm sure it's some kind of a, you guys know what I mean, dudes type of fucking blog going on. Uh, so he actually uh, almost acts like he's anti-gay in a way. Right, but everything you just listed there is something to attract other men. It's something that other men would want or envy in him. Right. It's like he's trying to attract other guys. But a guy like him, I don't think is ever going to cross the line. No. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to do anything right he may not even have a clue himself mm. that those tendencies are there well i like to point them out to him yeah he's got pinup girls from the 50s calendars <laughs> and mm -hmm. tiger stadium demolition <laughs> photos destruction uh, chicks <laughs> i go to his jr cigars and i haven't been there for a while he has a, a blog uh that he likes there um and normally it's some kind of... But even in his blog, he's already like, you know what I mean, fellas? He's constantly talking <laughs> to the guys. Wouldn't have you ever heard of a writer just talk to the boys <laughs> as he's writing? Ernest Hemingway still wanted women to read his fucking right. his pieces. Well, we've talked about his Cougar Hall of Fame yeah, and how he really has no real criteria for what's a cougar. They're all ages. All right, hold on. The the front of his blog, and I swear to God, I didn't know this, on J.R. Cigar is, Z-Man travels the Hershey Highway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not making it up that I didn't know about this. Come on.
he loves to work all this stuff in. I'm telling you, it's just top of mind for him. Yeah. Yeah, you're not saying anything to us that I didn't bring up first. I, right. I get it 100%. Yet... Uh, I don't think he's going to join your team. I think he lacks the courage. Well, I think what happens is uh, with the Cougar Hall of Fame, like I said, there's such a discrepancy. They're all ages. They're, you know, Some aren't even after young men, the actual term for a cougar. I think he thinks he just has to like all beautiful women well, and lump them all together. I don't think he can discern between them. Um, you know, to be totally honest... Uh, most of those old 50s pinup girls, like you brought up, mm-hmm. are liked by gay guys, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. They become icons. They yeah, they become those iconic women, and gay guys tend to like them. That's so funny that we went there and saw that joke. <laughs> and, I mean, even, like, in the first paragraph, he's like, it's it's a gorgeous day. I could have stayed in, but if it weren't for the wife and kids... <laughs> Oh, yeah. He constantly does bad mother jokes about his own wife. (laughs) He just always wants to get back to the boys. Strange. Um, Emails, Fezzy. We got emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. Um, let's head on over here. This is, uh, this is one about Dave. It says, hey, buddies, listening to Thursday's Best of Show and just finished the segment with Nicole Atkins. I hate to say it, but I had never heard of her before. As we speak, I have purchased and downloaded the Neptune City album. Absolutely amazing voice on that lady. Thanks for promoting this outstanding local musician. Have her on soon. She's wonderful. Minus the redheaded drunk. Oh. Signed Master Chief. Oh, come on. Uh, she's uh, from Neptune, New Jersey. Wonderful, wonderful lady. Is that your hometown? Um, we live near that area. I mean, is that where you grew up? No, I grew up in Spring Lake. How far away is that? Uh, 15 minutes, max. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why it's so easy to commute to my parents' house. But uh, she's, Twin City. she's amazing. I mean, she's played in almost every national show, Letterman, Conan, you name it. She's there. Okay, I'll, I'll keep naming them off. How about the I don't know why show? she's so successful in American Express commercials, and I can't be on a, a credit card commercial. Well, I, you can't get a credit card. Isn't that <laughs> odd? She's in a credit card commercial. You don't have a credit card. Well, I need to take some headshots. Well, that should do it for That's you. why I didn't want this battle of beards nonsense. <laughs> I pick a different part. I honestly think if you do headshots, everything's going to turn around for you. Why can't get cast in one fucking thing? I can be Kramer. Like, hey! <laughs> you Watch out! Dude, I'm not going to lie to you about this. I think you'd be perfect for a TV show or a movie. I think you're fucking yeah, hysterical. Just, just you know, slap me around. I'll fucking drink. I'll be Dane Cook's By friend way, or whatever. You know who says shit like this? Paul O. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know Yeah, well, that's how why we get nutty. along so well. Well, you know, like we just did that uh, on Mass this week. And uh, Tom Arnold says, I've been in 66 movies. You just want to say at that point, come on. Really? 66? Yeah. 66 different directors wanted you, and none of them want Dave? (laughs) It's astounding. I've talked to Jay Moore. I go, give me an agent. 
Yeah, I saw you Twittered him and said, I won't need to talk to you, Holly. Well, because he said, hey, I we, help. We, we have to talk soon. I go, yeah, I need, I need to talk to you. You, you want to be a movie star? Not a movie star. Give me a fucking low grade. Give me a UPN bullshit. It's if a he, lot of blacks on that. You can have an Irish guy teach the kids how to fucking read on the board or whatever. There's, there was a TV show like that already. <laughs> what are you, welcome back, Connor? <laughs> the really white shadow. This is so funny. How'd you like to be Jay Moore and just hear this? Give me one of those fucking shows. He's like, dude, I, I got my own show. It's hard enough to hold on to it. Put me in an episode. Get read a script. I'm not retarded. Yeah, but remember, I got you the voiceover work, and you acted Thank crazy you. with Thank them. You. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't say it was professional. I just said I'm not retarded. You, you were screaming at the Saturday Night Live I'm people. I'm a perfectionist. You Fuck it. Will Forte can't handle it? Well, nerd. I was flubbing my lines, and then I, I was pissed at myself for doing so. And he has to, oh, my God. You, you, you want some water? This is what he tried to say to me. Calm me down. But that's almost like your shit. <laughs> your hard shit. Want some water? I'm fucking Will Forte. I'm better than you. <laughs> Why don't you go for reality? I don't know. I've been rethinking. I, I watch too many reality shows, and they all suck. I they hate do. them. They blow. And I mean, I'm not. I'm not. By the way, I'm, I even tried to watch that NYC. Oh yeah. Prep show. It's so fake. I can't even enjoy it. <laughs> the most I, I was watching it with the sound turned down, and then when I see restaurants, I go to. I fucking turn the sound <laughs> back up. But I, I can't even have fun. Because it's so faked. Mm. Like, they're going, what are you doing here? I just bumped into you. And they're both wearing mics. <laughs> How can that be a fucking reality show? They're using all New York City as the backdrop. Yeah. Why would everybody be wearing mics? Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely, the producers get, because there's a, a couple girls who have no idea who they who they are. And somehow now they're like butting heads over this one boy. But they in real life, they would have never run in, into each other right. in, in a neighborhood. So Bravo's forcing them to, to go shopping where they both badmouth each and other. And then they act like this 16-year-old boy is somehow a bad kid for trying to have girlfriends in different neighborhoods. What are you going to do when you're 16? Get married? Yeah. I get so fucking mad He's when they said it. he cheated on her. Like, Wait, <laughs> you're not fucking married? You're little kids. You're not cheating. You're fucking meeting well, people. Listen, now we find out, find out that Taylor's playing Sebastian. She's still with Cole. That fucking, uh, that makes no sense to me at all. So you were watching the hell out of this show. Yeah, I do. I, very classy I, names. That little Taylor girl is extremely cute. I mean, I know. She's underage. <laughs> I can't help it. This is why you don't have a UPN show. <laughs> You'd be the teacher with his dick out. <laughs> On this week's Welcome Back Eastside Dave, one of the students blows him. I saw this happen again. Now, when you hear about a man with an underage girl, you got to admit, it's somewhat sickening. Yeah. If you hear about a man, he's teaching junior high school... He's with a girl. But then there was this story the other day. The girl, the girl, 28 years old, the boy's 14. Uh, she gets arrested. She's in jail right now. It was on CNN. But I'm thinking to myself, mm, doesn't sound so bad. You know what I mean? Like, instead yeah. of sounding like abuse, it sounds like, here, this 14-year-old kid got to lift up on life a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's... It's double standards, I know. Well, I also think it has a lot to do with just the male genitalia. I mean, it seems like a guy's, like, raping the girl, even if the girl wanted it when she was 14. But this, like, 14-year-old kid, he has to the be The fact erect. that a man uh, enters a fucking woman yeah. 
um, is what does it. Yeah, because it always seems like the man's being proactive. So even though it's an underage kid who's doing this, it feels like he's being the proactive He had to get the heart on. Right. He had to mount her, so to speak. Right. It, It does seem like no matter what the age of the guy is involved, that it's, you know, the guy's choice. That's hugely sexist, but well, it, it you, seems you, like the guy has the plan. You say that, but look how many times if it's a gay teacher with a boy, the boy is immediately a victim. The boy mm-hmm. is a victim in the gay thing because he's 14. He doesn't even know if he's straight or gay, but we never say she's only 14. Uh, she doesn't know whether she's straight or gay. No, we're just like she's straight, and you shouldn't fuck her. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I, I, but I mean, every kid wants to bang their teacher. Yeah, I, every, every boy does. Every single person. I don't know if every girl does. And again, maybe we're just not. We're so uncomfortable with girls' sexuality. You know what I mean? Underage girls' sexuality is not comforting to us. We can't stand the thought of it. Hmm. We want, we, and this happens with fathers and little girls. When a little girl starts to hit like 13 or so, the father would like her taken away until she was 21. Just take her so I don't have to see her. I don't have to think about her getting older. Uh, the whole thought of it freaks a man out. <laughs> and that's why another one was, you're always going to be my little girl. Let her grow up. Don't fucking force her to stay eight. <laughs> Can you imagine if you said to a son, I know you're driving, but you're always my baby boy. You'd be a sick fuck if a guy was doing yeah. that. I saw what Johnny Depp said the other day. I guess his daughter is 10, and he said little boys are starting to show up at the door, and he is completely terrified by it. Well, he's terrified because he can't win a fight. <laughs> I don't think that's a different fez. I think that's the way fathers feel. Um, Dave's not there yet, but at no. a certain point he's going to be, I can't stand the thought of this. Yeah, I don't want, I can't, I don't even want to picture her becoming three. Um, this is what, uh, to go back to this though. If it's 28 and 14, does the kid have a choice? I'm going to say no. I don't think the 14 year old does. I, I don't I don't think emotionally he does. I think the I think the woman could seduce him. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing though. Uh-huh. Not to us, particularly men like to be seduced. And when you're 14, the thought of being seduced is just fucking fantastic. Instead of spending most of your life being the seducer. Yeah, I think like it's, most of us. I think it's, 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 I think you definitely have a choice. Definitely. You know, and, and he made the right choice. <laughs> I mean, well, she's actually cute. Here's what kills me. He's 14. He had a fucking babysitter. He's already an idiot. So how had they find out? The, the kids started talking? Nah, you know, the fucking neighbor all talking. Mm-hmm. No one can fucking be cool. That's fucking impossible. You, you got to Twitter it for anybody to fucking, <laughs> for it to become real. All right, Hicks, what about you? Of course, it's fucking. He has a choice, and the choice is to bang this broad. Why wouldn't he? Why then wouldn't that's you no choice. Him? No, there is a choice. It's the only choice. Who the fuck? If fourteen years old, why wouldn't you fuck your teacher? Well, I, I, as nutty and as high voiced as he sounds, <laughs> yeah, I think every guy remembers. Well, most of us, Fez. Mm-hmm. When you were fourteen, you're like already at fourteen. You're going like this. 
I am a virgin. I can't stand this. I have to lose my virginity. I think even 13, you start to think, this is a little embarrassing. Oh, definitely. I know I had to lose it, and so I paid an escort in England for it. That's pathetic. I don't even think that's losing it. (laughs) It is what it is, man. I lost my virginity that day. It's awesome. 16. Some English. How would you like it? Would you like a blowjob first? Yeah. Yeah, no, just bring yep. it up. Thanks for the menu. <laughs> Who'd you lose it to? A female chimney sweep? <laughs> Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> then she changed condoms after the blowjob. I, uh, I never got that. Did you come? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. You came from the blowjob no, and then came again fucking? No, no, no. I'm saying she she blew, blew me and she's like, okay, I think it's time to begin. And I didn't come or anything and she changes the condom. She took that one off, put another one on, and then we started to bang. She probably thought that you had came... Oh, I didn't. Fucking thing. Maybe she didn't want to get her sweaty mouth sickness all over Connie. <laughs> Cable TV's fastest channel is Speed. It is the Speed Channel, and tonight is Big Block Thursday on Speed. All block shows. It is a block of... Block with an O. It's what the speed is called. Calls a hardcore pounding excitement guaranteed. Yeah! To keep you stimulated all night long. Three big hours of races, chases, and crashes on speed. Races, chases, rhyme. And crashes come in? Yeah, crashes. Well, that's basically how it ends. Races, chases, and craces. (laughs) That's not a word. <laughs> it all starts out with the drag racing phenomena. Pink's all out at 8 We p- are drag racing! It's Pink's all out at 8 p.m. Eastern. Let's take your pink out. Watch, <laughs> watch the weekend warriors as they compete on Pink's all out. Then you hunt down stolen cars with the auto theft task force on Jack. That's at 9 o'clock in the east. You join the wolf pack as they take down criminals on the mean streets of New Jersey. Now, uh, Kevin Sullivan still in Wolfpack? No. Who was Wolfpack altogether? Well, Wolfpack, I think, was Hall and Nash, and I think it was Wolfpack when Sting joined up with them. Not Hogan? No, I think that was, I think Hogan was black and white, and I'm talking about um, speed here. Do it. Speed. Instead of doing the fake, you've taken me off. (laughs) I understand a fake bit. Go ahead, fakey. And then... At 10 p.m. in the east, it's wrecked. It's you love this stuff, huh, Fez? Wrecked. This is cool. This. I mean, the whole thing. Here, let me hold the paper and tell me how much. Tell me about all the shows. It's wrecked at 10 o'clock, where they clean up after some of Chicago's worst auto accidents. So that is your big block Thursday tonight on Speed. What starts it? Uh, pink's all out at 8 p.m. Eastern. And what do they mean when they say pink's out? It's a drag racing show. But what do they mean by the term pink's out? Um, that I'm not sure. I think the pink ladies come out and cheer you on. No, seriously. No, I, I, I don't know what that means. What do they mean by racing for pink? Um, that I'm not sure. What's next? Then next is jacked. Jacked at 9 p.m. What's that about? That is about uh, car thefts, Grand Theft Auto going on in New Jersey. And why do they call it jacked? Because uh, I guess cars are getting jacked. They're getting car jacked. What's next? And then finally we wrap up with Wrecked on Speed, which is all about accidents, really bad accidents, and what it takes to clean them up in Chicago. That's all Thursday night. It's Big Black Thursday. That's Big Block Thursday. With tonight. Pink's all out. Jacked and wrecked. 
Thursday nights beginning at 8 Eastern only on Speed. Tonight on Speed, you will see Keanu Reeves <laughs> holding onto a bus. That movie's playing, by the way, uh, this weekend. Speed? Mm-hmm. I was thinking that could be a movie, a solid movie club nomination. What else? So is RoboCop, the first one. RoboCop, Predator, and Predator 2. If we're going to go, you know, kind of more in the point break direction, those uh-huh. movies fit. What else we got? What other choices? Uh, I don't want to fucking read over 800 movies. I got it, then. I got a list over here. Uh, we got Ro- RoboCop. We have the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Pre- Never saw it. Predator. Predator Two. Um, you know, for a good movie, uh, Mallrats. We got bar- uh, Barbed Wire. Um, for probably a really shitty, but you know, new movie, Mr. Brooks. Kevin Costner. Really terrible. Heart. Really? Yeah. What was you that one even it? about? Uh, yeah, it? I saw it on cable. Um, he's like, isn't he in like a hotel or? Yeah, he's a he's a serial killer, and he has a Tyler Durden following him around, talking to him, <laughs> who's not real. So he's always talking with a friend who's not real, and then later they're friends with Dane Cook. <laughs> you know, Wild Wild West. I'm leading speed. speed. Speed is, you know, in that. Where direction. are you leading on this, Fez? Um, I was thinking the RoboCop. Uh, Hicks? RoboCop, I love it so much. I was thinking Speedo. That's what I was thinking. Let's give it a night. We'll come back in All here right. tomorrow and we'll make Friday. our decision. Yeah, tomorrow. And if we're still stuck like this, uh, then we're playing six inches back. <laughs> we punch each other in the arms until somebody gives in. If not, stent punches. All right. Oh, this is a fun game. But for six I... inches away. <laughs> I don't care for either of those games. <laughs> you like Speed? Starting to. <laughs> Emails, we get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. This is uh, Ron and Fez. I get what Fez is saying about people playing more than one part in a superhero universe. But comic... book universes don't always combine. Um, The Marvel Universe has Deadpool, and DC Comics has the Green Lantern. Fez would know this if he ever once read anything more than Batman and Superman. And as far as Dave saying that Halle Berry was great in X-Men, that, my friend, is unacceptable. C-Line what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that has happens to everyone else. She was the worst actor in that movie. Well, let me give her a little credit. Could anyone make that line fucking work? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't work for anybody. Uh, Fez, you also brought up you don't like to see your superheroes have a love interest. You said it never works out. Right. Sims so down the film. If Fezzi really knew much about comic book movies, he'd watch the Punisher. Rebecca Romaine is very good as the romantic interest uh, since she ends up getting spurned by the Punisher. Highly underrated movie. Maybe a great choice for the summer movie club. It must be underrated, because I've never heard anyone say... That's the first time I've heard anyone say anything good about a Punisher movie. No, on this show, uh, people are always telling us 
uh, Punisher and Hellboy are the two movies, and I can't, I can't force my, myself to watch either one. And the listeners beg me. They beg us to do it. Especially Hellboy 2, people are saying. Hicks? Now, I've seen uh, the first two Punishers, and they're just so bad. I mean, I prefer the Dolph Lundgren one just because it's just fucking crazier and stupider. And that's uh, the but, first one? Yeah, and then the second one was with uh, the guy from Hung. James. Uh, Thomas J Jane. James Thomas L. Ray. Thomas Jane, yeah. And Hellboy, Hellboy 2, was, it looked cool, but that's about it. I, I, the, the character of Hellboy annoys the shit out of me. Can't stand him. Yeah. I saw Hellboy 1. Uh, it got it petered out. You, I like like most comic book things. They start great, and then you kind of start, you get used to it, and you fall asleep. Yeah, I, I was even rewatching some of the Batman, and it's so much longer than it ever needs to be. <laughs> and any time that the Joker isn't on screen is unfucking bearable. It's just somebody ought to cut that movie down. And just have it the Joker scenes. <laughs> and I bet it would fucking go by like a shot. But if he's not on screen, you're like, why am I watching this embarrassing thing? <laughs> and by the way, this Christian Bale, uh -huh. he's completely lost on me. And there was a time where I was giving him all the credit. And after watching a back-to-back a -back Christian Bale <laughs> night, couldn't fucking stand it. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing right now. I'm your worst enemy. <laughs> Shut up, Christian Bale. You're 110 pounds. Well, do you talk normally in um, public enemies? Normal if you think this is normal. <laughs> oh, God. Stop whispering. He's English, so he can't talk normal. Right. He does his fake Batman voice. I'm sorry. There's not much I can do about this. Or else I'll start talking like a little twink from England. There's not mm. much he can do. Yeah, I know. English people, I think, have a. It's a lot harder for them to do the American accent than Americans doing English. At least they can do it now. I mean, Emma Thompson's won two Academy Awards, and when she played Hillary Clinton in that movie, you know, she, she was. She sounded like this. Yeah. I'm Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you better listen to me, Bill. I better not find out that you've been getting blowjobs from fat girls. <laughs> or let's just say you'll be eating toast. Yeah, she was slipping all the time. Slipping all the time. You can't fucking help it. They're British. Yeah. I remember her one time saying, like, Americans, um, they, they're they harsh. Like, they contort their mouth weird. Do you hate to see British people play um, Americans' fez that always bug you? No, that actually doesn't bother me. It seems like they take the comic book movies, at least, more seriously than the Americans that have played them. Where it seems like they tried to make this an actual serious role. They're playing a person who happens to be a superhero. Where you take a George Clooney who played Batman, and it just uh, it was just all camp. I, I don't think he attempted to even uh, uh, make Bruce Wayne different from Batman in that movie. Hmm. And you think that the Batman and Bruce Wayne are all that different in this one? I don't believe in Bruce Wayne for a second. In this latest Batman. No. It's just he comes off. Like, if I lived in that town, I'd be going, I think it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he seems like he's really stiff. <laughs> he's always showing up where crime is. You know what I mean? There's no... he Bruce Wayne should be almost like a fop. Like, he should almost be playing it half drunk. Like, <laughs> I'm always loaded. Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he should almost be like Arthur. You know what I mean? <laughs> just playing it like a big baby. Instead, he's showing up. It's Bruce Wayne. 
Well, there was that one scene in the first movie where for, he he fell in a fountain with two girls, but that was that was the only time he tried to like so stiff, too, yeah, right? Yeah. They saw that the uh, Tom Cruise's wife even got upset. Why wouldn't he? He's all upset about Tom Cruise's wife. He's afraid of Scientology. Um, emails. We get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. This one says, hi, bodies. If you could only listen to songs from movies of any director, who would it be? This would include scores like the Indiana Jones theme. This also includes future movies. Remember, Scorsese will die before Tarantino. Dot, dot, dot. Private, probably. Uh, thoughts? Dave? Uh, I have to go with Marty because of his usage of the Stones. And uh, Stones music. just a ridiculous amount. I mean, from between Goodfellas and Casino, you have a hundred classic American songs. X, what about for you? Give me Wes Anderson. Love the Kinks. Wes Anderson. But obscure. It's always and gonna, somewhat hip, isn't it? It's always going to feel the same, though. Uh, Fuzzy? I'll go with uh, Steven Spielberg and just go with some of the themes. Just sit there and enjoy the themes. The so. instrumentals. So you're, But you would have to live with John Williams, then. Um, and that's all. And that'll drive you crazy because we were playing a game on vacation where we had uh, just all movie themes. And you could always tell right away what was John Williams, but you couldn't tell which one because they're so fucking similar. You know, we give them a lot of breaks, but those songs sound very similar. By the way, and I want to do a show on this one day. Um, my kaka said to me, John Williams, hack. I'm like, what are you talking about? He is the biggest thief of classical music that there is. So I, I call out bullshit, Sierra. Uh, and then I... Uh, bullshit, Sierra. How fucking drunk, tired am I? <laughs> um, but then I uh, look online. A lot of people saying the same thing. A lot of sites that we can go to. So we will sit down one day okay. and see whether John Williams... Is a fucking um, is a thief. That's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea of it, but apparently he he lifts stuff straight from classical music, and it's stuff like knuckle draggers like us would have no way of knowing. Yeah, who would check? Well, people who know <laughs> classical music. Mm. Um, so there was uh, ton tons of uh, websites about it. That would be yeah. I can't I can't wait to see that. I don't know. I think, you know, music is music. I mean, ultimately, you're probably ripping someone off at some point. There's only uh, mathematically so many chords that people can play. Uh, yes and no. Classical music, there's a lot more fucking <laughs> variations. So if we were sitting around talking about ukulele, uh, I would probably agree. But uh, no, I couldn't say to this now. Now, um, oh, by the way, for mine, I might pick Cameron Crowe. Just because he always picks a, a lot of uh, good music, and there's plenty of it there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't put out as many mu uh, uh, movies, though. Right. So that might be tougher. But Cameron Crowe really goes out of his way to pick uh, music. And he gets some still water on top of it. What could be better? Steve <laughs> <Even> Dog <laughs> scratching up my back door. Who did uh, they sound like to you? Um... 
little bit of like a uh, journey to me. I was going to go back even earlier. I thought they had uh, give me bad company yeah, slash fog hat. And also saw that, that kind of an earlier yeah, seven. Okay. But supposedly they were based on the Eagles. Oh, really? Yeah, that, so, that was supposed to be Glenn Fry and Don Henley. See, um, yeah, and I thought a little bit of uh, Ted Nugent for whatever reason. That's an embarrassment. If anything, they sound a little bit like Hart, and she wrote the songs with him. Yeah, I know Nancy Nancy Hart. Wilson. I love that. You know, that's. I still think that's Crow's best film, by the way. Oh, uh, it's not even debatable. That fucking film is great and plays constantly on uh, cable. All right, that is it for the uh, emails. We went through quite a bit of them. All right. With this, who do you think is played the worst boyfriend in a movie? What bad boyfriend character? Staying with the movie stuff? Um, I'm trying to think of a boyfriend who killed somebody. Ba uh, bad boyfriend. Um, I thought that, uh, what's his face? Um, what about the, uh, and if you mean the comedic type, I think it would be the guy from uh, the... Um, what was that 80s movie that Adam Sandler did? Uh, the oh, Wedding, wedding Singer. Singer. That, that guy always cracks me up. <laughs> uh, then also you could go to the one in Wedding Crashers, where he was hysterically a bad boyfriend. Anything on your mind, Davey Mack? Yes, there is a few things on my mind. Good. Um, well, how about this? Is uh, I was watching the Bravo show, okay? That, that uh, fashion, uh, you know... There's a new show called The Fashion Show. And, I was, uh, and that's the one with uh, Ichabod Crane. <laughs> Ichabod Crane is hosting that one. Yeah, What's Isaac, his real name? Isaac Mizrahi. Okay. I don't, I, I'm telling you right now, I don't have like a, for whatever reason, I don't have respect for fashion. It's the, I feel like it's the least, um, uh, I ha it's the least art form that I can get behind. I can't, and I can't. And there get you are wearing a fashionable shirt. You're wearing something that you're making a statement through your shirt. Well, is this really fashion or is this, yeah. this is just like a silly T-shirt? The silly T-shirt is your fashion. And not only that, but I said to you, you become known as a silly, um, you know, shirt guy. Shirt. That becomes, now that's your new uh, identity. But is, do you really feel that, the, like, fashion is art? I mean, in terms yes. of... It's not craft because because you're simply making a thing, you know, like these well, guys I, 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 sleeves. I think, yeah, but to be the designer, to be the designer itself, I think is art, and I don't even think it's debatable. Now, the interesting thing is, fashion, even more than other uh, forms of art, changes your state. Whether you're not now, all of us on the show, we all dress like unmade beds. We're all considered, you know, comfortable dressers. No one's tucking in shirts. Nobody's making a big deal. But right. suppose we all came in here in suits. Mm -hmm. Our states would completely change. Uh -huh. So whether or not we're acting like we're anti-fashion, right. but there's a certain fashion to that. There's a certain feeling to, I'm not joining in. I'm just going to, you know, wear loose-fitting clothes and, and chill. That is a mood setter that is set by our clothes. Because if we change that completely... Now, mm -hmm. I don't think any of us are in in sneak, uh, in anything but sneakers, right? Everybody wearing right. sneakers? Yeah, right. 
Congress. If you turn around and put us on cowboy boots, cowboy hats, our fucking attitudes would change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Put us in suits. Our attitudes would change. I think it's amazing the way people... You might have to go so far as like a new car or new house yeah. of things that could change your mood as much as fashion does. So at, at one time in my life, I agreed with you that it wasn't a big deal. But as I get older, I see that there are things that are almost out of your hands. You know what I mean? Like, for as far as being mood changers, and fashion is, is definitely one of them. I don't know if anyone here, like, wears a cologne or anything, but I think a different smell, like a different cologne or even a different soap smell can change your mood. Well, that, do you consider that part of fashion, soap? Um, yeah, I would consider, I would definitely consider colognes and soaps, yeah, part of design. Where you're designing those fragrances, yeah. Yeah, but what, what, but what we went back to this. We're talking about fashion, right? Uh-huh. Not the fact of aromas or anything. And I, I, I guess that whole thing is part of that. But you're saying you don't see it as an art. I thing. don't see it as art because it's functionality to me. Mm. I mean, people have to wear clothes. And how can that be? Well, like, first of all, people don't have to wear clothes. And when you don't, you feel totally different. But, okay, 90% of these fashion shows, okay, I understand, like, if there's a woman who has, like, a gigantic, like, hat, you know, it's just, like, one of those, it's insane, like, it's this, you know, it's three feet tall hat, I can sort of see some sort of artisticness to that, but when it's just, you know, some of the Tommy Hilfiger fashion shows, where it's guys in white jumpsuits, that's, how is that art? I don't see that as art. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not educated. But do you understand what I'm saying? That more than even music, yeah. people react to the clothes that they're wearing. And there is a statement. Mm. Even, uh, again, I look around here, I see four unmade beds, right? Yeah. But that is our statement. We don't give a fuck <laughs> is our statement. We don't give a shit. But I think even color can come into it. I think you could probably see a woman uh, differently wearing one color to the next. Maybe if she was wearing like a bright yellow or an orange as compared to wearing like a dark color. All right. But to go back to his point, who's doing that? That's not that, the artist. Right. That's not the designer who designs what color she is. Because normally they'll have them in different colors. Yeah, they have so prints. that would be her eye on that. Yeah. And so a lot of fashion guys just get prints, and then they, you know, do their dress after they get the prints. All right, let me say this. We need to actually talk about women with this one. We'll do this on another day when we have women on the show. Because I'd say probably only, I, I might be crazy here, but probably only 20 to 25% of men pay a lot of attention to what they're buying and getting on this show zero percent <laughs> uh pay attention to the clothes how they fit us blah 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 uh but i think there are, is a certain percentage of men who do that mm -hmm. in women i think it's just the opposite i think it'd be about 80 percent of women who have uh, anywhere from an enormous amount of thought into what they wear to quite a bit yeah where i think probably only 20 percent of men are going to have an enormous amount of thought to what they wear. Because, again, uh, most of men now, they really do try to reflect something in their clothing, even if that's just their favorite 
football shirt. I mean, if anything has changed over the years, that fucking wearing sportswear has gone from almost nothing to multi-billion dollar fucking business. It's legitimate. You can wear it anywhere. Yeah, can... they're, they're wearing that shit to proms now. Got old proms. <laughs> uh, Ron and Fez show uh, with you until uh, 3 o'clock today. If you ever need us, uh, need to reach us, well, email us at ronandfez at AOL.com. Ronandfez at AOL.com. If you had one family of desserts for the rest of your life, okay? In other words, you can have all kinds of cakes or all kinds of ice yes, cream. Yes, I can understand okay. a family of desserts. One family of desserts, and that's it. For the rest of your life, what family of desserts would it be? Um, as the man who has the leading cupcake in Chicago history, it's easy enough for me. I'm going to take cakes, and that's my final offer. Well, the, hold on, hold on, hmm? because I believe this is my hypothetical question. No. <laughs> you would just be taking cupcakes. No, all cakes. I don't, I would not, I think that cupcakes are their own family. Get that's, the fuck out of here. <laughs> the cake that's is true. the texture. No, a cupcake is not a cake. I know it has the cake word, I, I know it has the, the word cake in it. This is why you don't get to set things up normally. <laughs> a cupcake is a cake. We make the Ron Bennington's got his own cupcake, and the Ron Bennington has its own cake. And guess what? One's just bigger. <laughs> well, then you should choose the cakes. But cupcakes it's are different. It's the same family, and that's how you presented it. Well, you're the cake family. Like, oh, oh, an ice cream. No, you don't get cones. <laughs> you got it. If someone right. picks ice cream, they got to have all ice cream. You know more. Now, I will do this. Fuck sherbets. They don't fit in with the ice creams. So any of you ham and eggers taking sherbets, you're fucked. Okay. Now, I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to try to guess fezzies. <laughs> All right. I'm going to look you over. Hold okay. on. Okay. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> How is this you feel helping it. you? Feel the love handles. You got them in my belly. You got them in my belly. Yeah. This one I think I got. I'm going to give him pies. Fez Watley, pie boy. Really? Let me turn it over. It was pies. <laughs> it was absolutely really? pies. Yes. You don't feel pies are kind of a boo boo da boo. Hey, I think I see a pie up here in this windowsill. Pies are you're going to say antiquated, right? Well, I, I would, it seems like old and and also kind of for only for the holidays. Could on, yes, uh, I got every holiday covered. No, but I'm saying like on June fourth, you know, nothing's going on. You're going to want a cherry pie. Yes, I would love a cherry pie. I would have a piece of blueberry pie for breakfast. What? Why is that nutty? It's crazy. A Pop-Tart is like a little fucking pie. <laughs> Why couldn't he have a pie for breakfast? He's it's fruit pie for breakfast? I'll eat a fucking chicken for breakfast if I'm hungry. I ain't going to let... I'm not going to be limited by the clock. I'm not going to wait until 12.01. I just want to see a man... break something out. Sorry, if I, if I go to the kitchen in the morning and there is a whole blueberry pie that is uh, sitting there and a box of cornflakes... I'm having the pie. All right. Would you put ice cream on it? Yes. Whipped no. cream? Yes, I would do that. Can't do it. That's against the rules. No, I'm talking about regular life. <laughs> okay, okay. I live without your crazy <laughs> fucking rules. A regular breakfast. All right. I, I picked Fezzies 
Dave, I want you to look over Chris Stanley. Yeah. And see what his lifetime dessert family is going to be. He gets one <laughs> okay. lifetime dessert family. This and is exciting. whiskey does not count as a dessert, right? No. Not okay. Any, not these days. Or old English. Um, I, I, well, let's I, say this. I don't even see Chris Stanley as having a huge sweet tooth. I watch him around, and he's agreeing. I never see him going, I need to get a little something sweet here. He's carby. He loves his uh, carbs. I, I, I have mm-hmm. to disagree. I think he hides it from you. Because I think he, he like, I don't see him eating chocolates, but he's, he, you're always out of the building by then. Pick his dessert family. Okay, I have it. Marlboro. I actually, Marlboro, I actually have it. I could see uh, Chris Stanley as a, as a cookie person. Cookie person. Cookies would be his and dessert. Actually, that's a pretty tasty thing. I, I had actually gave him that a hankering myself yeah. before I went with cake. He would, ice cream cake. Ice, ice cream. cream cake. So it would be ice he cream. He said ice cream cake. <laughs> ice cream cake. I was like ice cream birthday cake. I no, but no, ice cream and cake. <laughs> oh, no, fucking let him have it. <laughs> no. That's, that's all you get forever. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> sure, God. I can't wait to laugh in your face, Tom Garvel. Right, especially on fucking, you know, at <laughs> December 20th, freezing out. All you had to say was ice cream, and you were fucking covered. <laughs> oh, the cake, too. Yeah, well, guess what? I got cakes, so and I'm going to be fighting for ice cream cake. Here you go, Chris Stanley. More fudgy the whale. <laughs> you good? Can't take it. Oh, horrible. by the way, you can't smoke. <laughs> what you fuck? fucked up. <laughs> All right, Fez, well, this is your opportunity. You have to uh, look at East Side Dave. Now, so far, I, I picked... I picked... Uh, I, I think I could do yours pretty easy from the... Hence that you've been given. Because um, I... But you missed ice cream cake. <laughs> and I was able to guess exactly what Fez's was, mm-hmm. which was pies. The Big reason pie. why... <laughs> what? What was your... What was the giveaway? How can you have my stomach? Why did you crack my belly? <laughs> Eastside, so look at Eastside Dave. <laughs> All right. Eastside Dave... I'm looking at him. He's going to need some sort of filling. He's going to need a filling. I am going to say eclairs. <laughs> eclairs? What, the, what have you seen? Talk about specific. You're as dumb as that fuck in there. You're as dumb as that prick. Cake. It's the best now, I, I, if I looked at Dave, I know his favorite dessert is rice pudding. Yeah. But would he limit himself to a lifetime of puddings? That's a mistake. No, and think I, about ge- geography with me. Um, Philly is gray at this, and the Jersey Shore and the Boardwalks is gray at this too. And this is this is what I would because I'm actually not a big dessert type of guy. But you're this, not a big dessert type of guy. Yeah, but this type of dessert, I would absolutely. That would be it for me, and now, I could do it all year round. No, of course, Philly known I, for. I do do it all year round. In fact, I, um, I, I have a box of them in my thing. The little, you know. What are you talking about? I don't want to give too much hints. If you want another hint, like a little wooden spoon, an ice cream cup. No, 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 no. Dunkaroos. Dun- what's a Dunkaroo? It's like a uh, cookies. No Dunk- one knows what, what the you hell you're talking about. about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Italian ice. I was going to say water ice, but that's... water ice, water ice. Yeah, water Same ice. Thing. We call them Italian ice in Jersey Shore. Water ice in Philly. Water ice is the correct name. Yeah. Okay. That would be it. I those. But are the you best. know what? Here's a, I hate to fucking tell you this. That's not even a dessert. For the people around the country, this is like his favorite dessert is popsicle. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a dessert.
dessert. You got frozen flavor water. That's it. Yeah, it's great. It's it's so it's it's refreshing. You can have lemon, strawberry. You have a whole gamut of choices. Dude, don't, you don't have to fucking tell me cherry. Cherry is right there. You got watermelon. Whatever you want. Fuck yeah. Now I like a water ice. Fuzzy. I'm not going to lie to you that. Mm. And I'm going to do a fucking Philly thing here. Water ice in one hand. Soft pretzel and mustard oh, in the other. Oh, God. Walking down no. a fucking street. I'm going to go downstairs right now. Listening to Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have them downstairs, so... I will be hitting that shit immediately. Yeah, I, th I, I, I feel like uh, water ices, Italian ices... They're, they're just the best of all time. Yeah, it's not a real fucking dessert, though, or no. else you'd get it somewhere. This is like a treat. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's like saying candy is a dessert. It's like it's he, not. It's like he got a glass of punch and froze it. I mean, it's well, it's, 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 it's more it, of a beverage actually. Well, I think. Yeah, I mean, it becomes a beverage no, as you're fucking licking it. Yeah. Spoon. First of all, real water rice, you don't have a fucking wooden spoon. You're going to eat it in the fucking uh, cup. That little paper cup? Yeah, sure, like okay. a little fucking paper cup. Yeah. If it's got a wooden spoon, then it's fucking frozen. Hence, no water in the water rice. He drives me nuts, Fez. Mm hmm. And it drives me nuts to give him the opportunity to to express himself. What's on your mood right now? I was wondering about this. You got Africa versus Australia. Which freaking continent came up with the weirdest creatures? Well, because you got stuff that is unique. If this is a fucking racist thing. No. I'm not seriously. I'm gonna walk off. If someone does a Zulu joke, I'm fucking done with the show. I am I'm not even kidding you when I say that. I am talking about animals. How about Paul Hogan joke? Yeah, I don't mind that. All right, that guy looks like a kangaroo. Well, I don't know why you would even leave out, you know, the other fucking places. Every place has what I would consider monsters living there. You know, we have crazy stuff. Antarctica. So I guess you have some kind of uh, answer for us. I, I'm going to go with Africa. Why don't you say that rather than asking a nutty question? Why not just make this statement? Africa's got some crazy ass animals. We'll all agree, and then we move on. <laughs> I mean, if you look at a giraffe where the neck is just crazy long, there's no other animal like that. And then walking alongside that is some zebras where you just have this perfectly striped animal. Yeah, but what about a kangaroo? I mean, that's w that is Australia's weirdest. More than koala bear? Oh, yeah, I think so. You know what? I'm going to take that back with the kangaroo. I think the platypus is probably the strangest thing. Where are they at? They're Australia. And then they also got their saltwater crocs. <laughs> so there's some crazy shit there in fucking Australia. And are you going to give them great white? I would give them great white. Really? Well, they're not on the continent. I'd fight hard. I mean, the yeah, I mean, if... if uh, this is just continents, because the ocean would trump everybody. Well, unless you want to go Oceania. Although you're probably right about that. Shit in the, the ocean weirdest. is really weird. Yeah, the Did weirdest. you see that thing, that 24-foot uh, shark that uh, came up in Long Island? It looks like a movie prop. It's uh, called a basking shark. Doesn't even attack. Doesn't Holy even kill. Really? Yeah, they call it basking because it's up high, just eating little fish, and it looks like it's sunning in the water. Wow. And then also they've had, I think in California, the uh, just the huge squids that are beaching themselves, those, washing up on the beach. Those scare me the most. Yeah, I don't think they're beaching themselves. I think they die and then they come up. But those those long squids, 
You feel like you could take on a shark if you had to, but the squid is, it's just so alien. It's its a Star Wars freak. Well, I just saw the president's pitch from another direction. A lot worse than I thought. Yeah. They showed the shot behind him, <laughs> and it looked a lot sissier than I thought. And they think that the, he cursed Pujols' glove because he was the one who caught it. Caught the ball, then he made a big error in the. In he the, can't curse the glove, so stop being. You know what, Pujols? Take a little fucking uh, credit for the fact that you fucked up. He is uh, by far the best player in the league, but the, that's the worst name I've ever. Pujols? <laughs> <laughs> Pujols. That's no funny. one calls him out on that either. <laughs> the guy's name is Pujols. 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 It does look like a word scramble. Like you should be able to come up with another name from those scrambled up letters. And the, some of the announcers also call him Prince Albert, and they clearly they don't even know what they're saying though. Like Dick Stockton, God bless his heart, he's so old, and he's like, yeah, Prince Albert steps in the box because he heard another guy say it. Right. He doesn't know that it's a fucking cock stud. <laughs> Like Dick, someone, a producer, someone tell Dick he's calling him a cock stud. Now, uh, during the All Star game, before it started, I um, I heard Tim McCarver talking about the Giants pitcher and his bionic arm. Tim Lincecum. Yeah. Now, is that an outdated expression? I mean, bionic seemed futuristic, but it comes, you know, from the six million dollar man in the seventies. So, is it outdated to say anything's bionic? Well, we still don't have anything bionic yet, right? No. So it's still futuristic. Well, what is the definition of bionic? Where it's part man, part machine. Where? Oh, I didn't think it was. I thought it was all machine. Well, I think I think the bi is the uh, man part of it. Where it's why it's, it's uh, bio like um, like living. Mm. Where it you know like it's uh, the so guy- the bionic man or woman. She said she had real skin wrapped around her. Is uh, that the point? I think it was. I think it was fake skin, but I think it was you know her mind that was running these. So the arm itself would be a robot arm. Right, it's a robot arm. Mm, so I don't consider that half and half. Well, I said it was the arm robot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because um, I mean, people have fake legs. You know, you see them all the time. Uh, but now. they're not bionic. No, I guess not, because they're not. Fucking robotic. Right. Okay. Yeah, so a bionic thing would be like when Luke Skywalker, like that thing, when he got his hand cut off and he got a robot hand. I thought it was a robot hand. I always hated that he didn't really bleed when they chopped his hand. (laughs) And then, uh, you know what Lucas said? No. I didn't want to scare kids. Well, good for him. It was scary. It was scared me. I was three when that happened. Yeah, let some fucking blood come flushing out. <laughs> like kids know, you play around with these fucking uh, laser beams. Somebody's gonna get cut. Very clean cut those laser. Those like you saying it sealed immediately. Yeah, that, that's that's the way I always took it. I think they're like so cold. Yeah, not hot. Believe it or not, but lightsabers are so cold that you're you're not gonna have any blood. I have never heard that the lightsabers were cold. Why not? That was my well, interpretation it of it. I would think it would, you know, it's like a um, laser. Lasers well, can, would can it be, be considered? Would a laser itself be considered hot or cold? I would think hot. See, I don't think it's I, either one. It's shooting through stuff. I, but it's, it's like a beam melt. of light, right? Yeah, and I think the the kind of light lightsaber it is. I mean, I think lasers can be different temperatures. Actually, 
I think there are different kinds of light lasers. There's lasers at a, at a Pink Floyd show. Well, let's try to think. Cold. Wasn't the real genius laser supposed to be cold? Yes. That was supposed to be frozen because right. it came as a frozen stick. Yep. And then was solid. That's why I thought the lightsaber was a, more of a real genius. So you saw l real genius before you saw uh, <laughs> anything else? Probably. I didn't see Star Wars or Empire in the theater. I was way too. I wasn't born when Star Wars came out. So. Star Wars, <laughs> too young for Star Wars. So you know that's that's the, that was my interpretation of it. Why'd you take it as hot, Fuzz? Well, because I always I well I always thought a laser was hot because I thought it more like if it shot through something I thought it was melting something. I thought it was like melting whatever it was going through. Mm -hmm. So I assume that was hot heating up. Uh, well, what the did surface. you think when you saw Real Genius? When I you that, saw that frozen stick. I thought that was just a different kind of laser. That's what I'm saying. There can be different kinds. <laughs> I hate doing this show. It is like it's literally like the four stupidest people. <laughs> Sitting around <laughs> picking water ice and fucking ice cream cake. And, uh, Seriously, and just Claire's... dumb, dumb as fucking dirt. No. And um, all my life, I thought to myself, I want to be in a smart show. This and is... this one, dumb as dirt. No, this is smart. It's a different kind of smart. You're right with ones. the Team Zizo. Because I fucking feel like him today. <laughs> no, come on. Then I, I'd like to be Klaus. If as, if as the bald guy that we're all chasing after. <laughs> the one who died? <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know. When the, uh, I meant that was the closest guy to Zisu, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm the angry... Uh, <laughs> I want to be closest. <laughs> Stay away from him. What is that? And Pepper is actually a perfect Luke Wilson in that fucking thing. Everyone, everyone actually has the role. Pepper's here and thinks he's my son. That damn son of a bitch has no right to do that. Klaus, if you ever hit me again, there'll be payback. And when he actually slaps poor Willem Dafoe, it's, why did you do that? <laughs> Willem Dafoe's little heart was broke. Just broke. All right, well, uh, the worst week in radio is just about over, Fuzzy. We'll get to lay it down. I uh, want to remind everybody about Uncle Inky's birthday party. It is this weekend. It's going to happen Saturday night at Pete's Pub in Boston at 10 p.m. Pete's Pub, that's located at 108 Blackstone Street. If you need more details, it's facebook.com slash Uncle Inky. And since uh, the party's in Boston, Inky said that he wanted the theme tonight to be more than a feeling. So if you can pick up anything from Boston's first album. Awesome. It would be perfect. <laughs> Great for song. Inky. Who do you like better than Inky? No one. Nobody's better than Inky. No one. I like no one better than Inky. Nice girl of his, Bonnie, as I well. Know, she's so. Mm, they're great people. All right. See, I had, to, I had to quick grab myself and be respectable when I went in. <laughs> she's so. <laughs> I had to, you know, take a, take a step back here. Take a Side step back. <laughs> up to the sky. Uh, that's the end of my show, donk. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I like to watch things on TV.
Things on TV. 